What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review, Pop Culture and Nerdum Podcast. That's right, you're turned into the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, uh, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And I am being joined by my esteemed colleagues, my friends, and trust me, this week the nerds are all here. Ladies and gentlemen, first man up, the man that this just this past week, and I, I, this should be a secret, but I'm letting everybody know, his stock in wired hangers went through the fucking roof, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Ron. And those mass orders came in, I just had to get them out. Exactly, and of course, uh, the man that doesn't need an introduction. Yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth. And the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger-bearded feller, although I see some white, so we're going to have to change that in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. Everything hurts. <laughs> and now my beard is starting to hurt and go white. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, I was at a gas station uh, in Owego, New York, after having breakfast with my uh, mom and wife on Sunday. Uh, we went out to, uh, if you guys are from around here, the River Rock diner it's out there it's very delicious uh very small but very delicious anyways uh we stopped at a gas station i won't give the name the girl behind the counter was like you know how it feels when you're old and you can't like you know can't crack anything that's what i got going on you want to guess how old this young lady was 32 nope 27 she said she'd be uh 20 in a couple weeks (laughs) i I just looked i looked at her and i just went (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and then she proceeded to pull out, like, you know one of those, like, what things that have, like, the little magnet on the end that they sell to pick up, like, coins and yeah, stuff yep. that they, they had the extender? Yeah. As my card went through, she extended it out and went abracadabra, to which I just looked at her fucking like she was psychotic and went, have a nice day, and I left. <laughs> Dude, you gotta let me know what gas station this was. I'm in love. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off air, because I don't want to get her in any trouble for anybody who might be listening. It's like, that's not appropriate. Uh, I didn't think it was inappropriate. I just was like, shit, before shit goes down, I should probably leave, right? Oh, we had a good story. Um we went to breakfast the other day, and I won't say where, right over here. And um, <laughs> the person I went with, the owner of this place right here. Dragon Master Games. You can say Dragon yep. Master Games. Um, she was not pleased with the hostess because the last time she was he- there, they went to pay and, uh, oh, do you have your AARP card? Oh! <laughs> you, you mean the old person card? Well, no, no, you can get an AARP card at the age of, like, 15. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> So, so it was a fun breakfast there because, uh, yeah, Don was a little fuming still over that one. <laughs> like you don't just Don. Don doesn't have an AARP card yet. <laughs> nope. You know what's weird though? I've gotten some offers. Yeah. They start sending them in the mail early. I'm like, I'm not old enough for you to give me one. So yeah. why the fuck are you sending me the offer? Yep. Wait until I'm old enough, and that, yeah. I, trust me, I will take full advantage of an AARP card. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm gonna order senior everything by the time I hit yep. 55. By the, by the way, we're going to have to at the <laughs> current rates of prices around here. But uh, before we go any further, Ron, how was your week? Week was all right. Can't complain too much. Uh, my Wednesday group, they did finish 
uh, which like when I worked overtime, so I didn't get to see the ending of that. But that's all right. We started a new campaign. So the show must go on. Apparently, show must go on. Uh, started a new campaign. We had session zero, so we got that going. Uh, our then this weekend was full of graduations. I had graduation parties uh, all day. I had a graduation ceremony I had to go to up in Sydney yes or on Saturday, so I was up there all day. And then we just hit you know like uh, took my niece out to lunch for graduation because she didn't really want to do much we went and watched the black phone we went went shopping nice. you know had a little afternoon came back and then sunday i had to go to a graduation party for uh my buddy's daughter who plays in our friday group yep. and then of course at eight o'clock at night i get the text of you you could have warned me about the letter you, 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 you the note that you gave her you, the whole house is crying you could have flooded our house out oh jeez <laughs> oh jeez like, i didn't think it was that bad but, or that you know but you know, so that was all it was. A lot of eats and good times. It's always good. Diesel, uh, besides uh, what you just listed, uh, what else did you got going on this past week? It was a pretty solid week. Um, me and you and uh, Ron, we went to see uh, films together on Thursday. Friday, I got to play some Magic of the Gathering and did horrible, but I did beat the one person I needed to beat. Um, Saturday, me and you hung out. We got some dinner. We watched another movie, which... Uh, no spoiler on that one, The Black Phone. Yes. You can check it out on uh, on this channel. Yeah, yeah, we have the bonus uh, pre uh, the bonus review up on this channel. Go check it out. Uh, that was right after we watched it, even. And then I was just a sort club monkey all weekend. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you alluded to Thursday we all went to see the movie that we're going to be reviewing in the second half of the show for the 3FN Movie Club Review this week. That was Elvis, so we did do that together, and then me and you did that, and had a nice dinner at the local Chinese buffet, which is always a fun time. Yeah. Uh, and outside of that, I just I got to relax a lot. Uh, also, I watched uh, AEW slash New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door, which we'll be talking about on 607TWS this week. So, uh, you know, I, I had a good weekend overall, I must say. Uh, can't complain about much. But before we go any further, before I even go into our normal portion of the store, I'm going to do something that we do here frequently. Or not frequently, I shouldn't say, because we don't really try to mix any political shit into the show. But there is a giant fucking elephant in the room as far as us being in America. And uh, that is, of course, the Roe v. Wade overturnment from the Supreme Court. And I'm not going to go down the road. We're not going to be too much of fucking whatever and get on soapboxes or anything. I, I'm sure you guys can join in. Uh, but I will say this. It is disturbing. That our country has decided, that, or sorry, some justices in our country have decided that they get to choose the rights of, of individuals. And it's fucking insane. And that's continuing because as of today, those same six justices have voted for our teachers to uh, lead prayer in schools, in public schools. So we are really becoming a church state. Uh, which is definitely not what the filing fathers want. And if you are, if you're in agreement with this, I'm not shitting on you. That's fine. Probably should keep it to your fucking self because uh, my problem with religion is as follows: when your religion start to infringe on me, that is not good. Yeah. You can believe whatever you want. You can have faith in whatever you want. But when they infringe on myself, my rights, and people around me's rights, then that is no fucking good. You know, just the same way that if, as we tell you guys all the time. When we do give you every week when we do movie reviews, these are our opinions. You may agree with us. You may not agree with us. But at the end of the day, we don't sit on a soapbox and tell you you're stupid for not believing us or this is the only way because that's not true. They are fucking opinions. Just like religion and faith, believe it or not, is an opinion. You believe in something that other people may not believe in. And even people who do believe in the same thing as you may not believe in the practices. 
So the fact that there are people right now celebrating on one side while taking rights away from other people is just fucking disgusting and disturbing. And I just feel like we had to say that and not what yeah. side of the fence we are on. If that affects you and you you can't listen to us any longer because of whatever, you should have already fucking known this. Yeah. I'm sure that we've we've come across as uh, you know, right you know, people who are all for rights all the time. Yeah. Uh, across the board. We're for for the freedoms that this country due to its constitution have instilled that we get. And unfortunately right now we're trampling all over those and leaves us to being what's fucking next. And it's disgusting, it's disturbing, and it's sickening, and it needs to fucking change. And how this needs to change, I'm going to tell you, is we need to, A, drain the swamp. I know it's popular, but we need to make sure you vote in people who are like-minded to us. Because trust me, when you look at the polls, only 13% of Americans were for abolishing abortion. Only 13%. That's not me making shit up. That's the polls. The majority were for abortion because they believed it was a women's rights issue. And then even the people who were like, I don't care one way or another, was the secondary group. So think about it. Between I don't care one way or another, so you know, you're know you not a factor, but it doesn't, shouldn't be overturned. And the fact of people who were like, no, we're for it, that made up 87% of the, co- uh, of, of the country. 87%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's astounding. Yeah. That's fucking astounding, folks. That's what we live in. And for our international listeners who think we're backwards here, fuck. Yeah. Save you us. You ain't wrong. Save <laughs> us. You're absolutely not wrong because this is fucking disgusting. Because I can tell you that the, the, the people in that room, the six justices that made that decision, don't represent the American values no. because the numbers don't support it. But then again, a lot of our voting doesn't support the American numbers. And that's why I said we need to get people in there. And then what, what they need to do for us, you know what your job is? To represent us. And since 87% of the population is either indifferent or wants abortion, and by the way, it's over 50%, it's, clo- it's actually over 60% of the people who are for the right for abortion, what you need to do is those people need to go do what they should have done a long time ago and make it a fucking law in Congress. So we're going to give the shot. I'm going to give the call to arms. People, go out there, register to vote. If you've never voted, show up to vote. Vote for the people who are pro-abortion. And then here's the problem. Here's, here's the big thing. And also pro-other rights. Pro-every okay. pro, pro every right that's not infringing. Pro-speech yeah. pro, pro, pro speech no. is another one. Please be pro-speech. Uh, we're big on that. First Pro-First Amendment. Pro-everything. Ready for this? Once they make that legalized and they legalize it, then, then that's good. If they don't, vote those motherfuckers out and get some new people in. Because we need to really change this country and the trajectory of this country. Because once it's in, once they, they make it a law of the, of the land, the Supreme Court has nothing to do with it. So with that being said, I'll open the floor to you guys to get this out of the way before we carry on with the, the show. Uh, Ron, you look like you had something to say, so go ahead. Oh, it's also the next thing that's probably going to happen is uh, gay marriage. Well, uh, that, that, that's Clarence Thomas it, put yeah. out there that gay marriage is on the dock. Yeah. Contraceptive. Contraceptive. They want to get rid of contraceptives. They got rid of abortion, and they want to get rid of the other things that keep you from getting pregnant. Yeah. Which is pointless, like stupid. <laughs> and they want to ban but, sodomy. So you can can't even have the safest of sexes. Here, here, here's why. Here's why. Here's what I don't get, guys. And I, I do want to floor this, but but I love no, the no, fact yeah. you brought this up. It's weird to me that they want to get rid of. They got rid of. They got rid of abortion. Yeah. They want to get rid of contraceptive, and they want to get rid of homosexuals. Yeah. Or, or have their rights. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Who has less kids than gay people? <laughs> you know what I mean? They adopt children, but yeah. like, who has less kids than gay people? Like, honestly, if you also. 
If you don't I mean, want people getting abortions, you should be pushing birth control. Whether it's the pill, whether it's the band, whether it's condoms, whether it's you shouldn't be banning those things. What the fuck is going on in this yeah. land? I mean, we got, sorry. No, we got something right. right. Like we don't need to buy rubbers. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Diesel. Oh, come on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife, and have your husband because they're raping everybody out Damn here. Damn it, Diesel. Get it in there. I didn't even think you were going to get it in there there, but uh, <laughs> I was all set up for the next portion. But yeah, anyways, uh, any last words for me, gentlemen? There. Uh, this is the thing. Like The timing of this is absolutely perfect because the midterm elections aren't until November. That's a lot of time for people to forget or com- become complacent. Now, normally, I would take the you know, the troll ro- road and uh, be the devil's advocate and joke along, being like, oh, this is a good thing. I can't even do that. The problem is, though, like the Democrats, they've already started turning on themselves already. They're mm-hmm. already blaming people for, well, if you d- didn't vote for Bernie and you would have voted for Hillary, this never would have happened. Do not turn on your party. Do not cannibalize. Grow a pair of fucking balls. When Obama was leaving office and we had that chance to get an appointment there and the Republicans said, no, 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 you can't do that. You guys back the fuck down. Then four years later, when Trump was about to leave office and they forced her that appointment, you didn't fight hard enough. By the way, it was the third one he got to appoint. He got to appoint. The, the, The fact of the matter is the Democrats need to rally behind each other. Yeah. I don't care about the differences. I don't care about the fact that some of the Democrats are, are far left nope. and some of them are closer to the center. There's certain things that all liberals, all Democrats, that's what makes the same. Once again, I go look at my voting thing. I am a Democrat. Am I far to the left? No. I'm closer to the center because I feel like the party has moved away from me. But that's fine. I'm willing to give some things up and give some, you know, because it's the sake of the team. Because on the other side, on the conservative side, listen, they don't care. Yeah, there's the wonky fucks on the far right, too, but they don't care. They all line up and vote together. Yeah. <laughs> and we are over here going, well, you know, because because you didn't pick Bernie, we picked fucking... There was Democrats who voted for fucking Trump. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm not cannibalizing it. We're not going to talk about bullshit. We're not going to whatever. And, and this is the time to give up on that. But you're right. The Democrats need to get a fucking backbone and say... These are the things that our people want. And for years, they've had... I I saw a girl make a great point just yesterday on TikTok. She said, you know what the problem is? They've had 30, 40, 50 years to get this law in place. And they've had the votes, or should have had the votes. And they didn't put it in place. So the hubris of that is bullshit. Let's get it done. If If we motivate the base, if we all come out and vote, if we all make sure you get the fucking number... You need to get the job done. Yeah. While you're playing checkers, they're playing chess. Stack the fucking Supreme Court now. Keep adding justices that you appoint. This is like, fuck it. They're playing chess. You got to step up your game. The, 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 the basic matter of it is, is there's now 11 circuit judge, or there's now 11 circuit courts. So technically, if you were to say one justice per circuit court, you could add two more chairs. Uh, I understand it gets a little tricky and people are like, well, you do that, then what stops it? Well, if you're going by the number of circuit courts, we're too short. So you could technically add two chairs. So therefore, it makes it a little more even. And then, and I'm not even saying stack the court, make them the laws. Because they can't do anything about it if it's a fucking law. As long as it doesn't violate the Constitution, which Roe v. Wade didn't violate the Constitution. They just said that it was a state's thing. But meanwhile, the same week, they voted that uh, carry and conceal in New York... It's it's unconstitutional that they can't do that. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. So they want to overstep their bound. They, they don't want to leave that to the state. That was a state decision. So instead of leaving that to a state decision, which that's what allegedly they're for, no, 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 you can't do that. But, oh, by the way, abortion, that's a state. Like, I, I, I get this is the part that fucking really is shitty. And you have all the talking heads saying dumb shit. And once again, I don't, I don't want to hear it. If you don't like what we say, that's fine. I, I'm good with it. I go to sleep easy every fucking night. Oh, and to the woman at the Voice uh, yesterday wearing the I'm for life shirt, I hope you die in a car crack. By the way... Um, I'm starting to see him come out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I've, uh, I was looking through the things, and I have, I have had... We need to change it. You know, the one thing the Republicans have always been good at, before we move on, I think we should change this language. I've seen it out there, so I think it's good. The one thing they've always done is they've worded things good. I'm being serious. When they attach something. Like, remember when they were trying to uh, go for the death tax? Because mm-hmm. there was a death tax. What is the estate tax now? Yep. And think about it. Most people don't inquisit that. So what the death tax is, or was, and what the estate tax is now, is that when somebody dies, there's a certain amount of uh, your valuables that have to be taxed by the government. Well, the way they tricked people and called it the estate tax was because poor people went, well, I don't have a fucking estate, so it don't matter to me. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You still have to pay a death tax. Originally, it was called the death tax. See, Democrats do bad jobs at naming things. So what I'm saying here is we should no longer call them pro-lifers because they're not. Because let's be honest, these were the same people who were all about being quiet about children being murdered in a school. So they want to make you have the kids, but they can't guarantee they make it to recess. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Can't keep I think, formula on the shelves. Can't keep formula on the shelves, but, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. I got an idea. And I've heard this. I'm, I've heard a bunch of people saying online, I think this is the one that finally kicked through to me. Forced birthers. That's what they are. They're, forced, they're forcing people to have children, which, by the way, is against the Geneva Code. It's a human rights problem. Yeah. So I think if we started calling them forced birthers... Which, by the way, they started wearing as a badge of honor, which I think is hilarious. That means that they are admitting to being criminals, war criminals. So I think that's fucking awesome. So force birthers from now on, because you're forcing people. It's it's just fucking horrible yeah. that there's... And, and I'm going to say I feel bad for anybody that listens to us in the States that have already passed laws, yeah. triggered laws yep. already, yep. where basically having a miscarriage can equal you going to jail. How sad is that shit? And this is America, ladies and gentlemen, allegedly the land of the free, the home of the brave. Uh, I used to always say how proud I was to live in this country, but it was a fucking dark week, man. Yeah, it really was. Like, I woke up that day and I was like, all right, we're staying off of social media today. And seriously, what decade did I wake up in? Yeah, the 1950s. Because now that they're trying to repeal everything else, they're trying to take us back to 1950s America. Yep. By the way, Sam Jackson, the hero of the day. He was like, ask Uncle Clarence how he feels about, uh, what is it, versus Virginia, the interracial okay. marriage law statute. Yep. That's, that, that's, that was what Sam Jackson said. Ask him how he feels about that one. Yeah. I was like, I wish he would bring that one up, because that would mean he would get arrested on the day. Yep. But yeah. I don't, that's not because I believe in that. It's just, this dude yeah. is going to really, he's penning a thing that says they're going after gay rights, they're going after gay marriage, they're going after contraceptives, they're, they went after fucking prayer in schools, which we have a thing in our constitution and Declaration of Independence that says that we keep church and state separate. Yep. Uh, the founding fathers were definitely not big on religion. If you don't believe me, go back and read <laughs> what the founding fathers thought about religion. Uh, ben Franklin famously said that churches have as much value as golf courses. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't talking about he loved playing golf. He was saying it was a waste of space. 
Jefferson even wrote the Jefferson Bible, where he took Jesus and magic out of it, and it was just a book of like, uh, like basically Don't be Aesop. A dick. <laughs> yeah, it was basically Aesop fables. Okay, like they were more old stories. So come on, man, you're, you're you're not talking about guys who you know. It's funny that the far the far right, the religious right in this country, thinks that the fucking founding fathers were down with Jesus, and they weren't. <laughs> they, no. they they said it was the biggest threat to democracy. That was what yep. George Washington said. Yeah. Come on, that, guys. That's why. That's why half the reason we left, and then the only reason why we got the church and stuff over here is because they were, they were like, okay, we'll just take some of the pagan things and we'll use that because they're over there having fun. So we'll just make them, you know, it's, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, the Puritans come back all the time, man, because that's who came here first, and then when the party came over, they pooped on it. But every time you leave it to the Puritans, bad shit happens. Need I tell everybody about you know, hey, uh, what happened when they abolished alcohol? Oh yeah. And here's the real part. If you're if you're somebody who believes this, I want to ask this. If you consider yourself God's people, this is what I'm going to close on because I want to get off the politics, I promise. I want to get back. I know you're in data with it, but I'm pissed off, so I'm going to go. But if you are one of God's people, explain to me why you hate. I really want to know. Explain to me why Jesus, the person who leads, if you're a Christian, because we're not talking about the Jewish people aren't in on this. Muslims are. It's just Christians. It's evangelical Christians, far right, left, you know. Why, if you're a person of God, why do you hate? And what do you mean by hate? Well, you hate enough people that you want to ban abortion, especially if they've been raped or if they've been yeah. abused. How about you're going after gay people? Why Why is gay rights and gay marriage on the docket, but you love everybody? Yep. I think Jesus would, I think if you looked in the mirror, Jesus would not think that you were a very good fucking Christian. Because you know what Jesus did? Jesus preached to love everybody. Uh, you know how Jesus is, is, looks like a hippie a lot of times? It's because that was his attitude. Ladies and gentlemen, if you read the Bible just one time, you'll find out that Jesus was the champion of the poor and the weak. He's, he sat with the sinners and the tax collectors and the whores. Like, literally, that's what it says in the Bible. And when the, when the people who were uppity would say to him, why do you sit with those instead of sitting over here with the scholars? Jesus would say, because does a doctor uh, treat the healthy? No. So Jesus didn't judge anybody in his time. But yet you, you Christians, you love to fucking judge, don't you? And then you look in the mirror and you're fucked up lives. And trust me, I've been a part of churches and I've been a part of things. And, and I'll tell you what, it's dirty. It's disgusting. It's disturbing what you find out about people. Because God's people usually are the worst people. That's just what I'm going to leave you at. And if you don't like it, too fucking bad. Too fucking bad. Because guess what? One day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize the motherfuckers are going to take this country back one way or another. Whatever that means to you, that's what it is. People are sick and tired of bullshit. People are sick and tired of being told what they can and can't do and rights being infringed upon because some people decide that they think they have the moral high ground. Yeah. You don't. Uh, the, the level of child molestation and adultery and everything else that happens in God's people doesn't give you the moral high ground. I mean, shit, that came out, man. The scandals started flying about all the abortions that all these uh, right-wing politicians paid for for over the years. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, it's just another attack on the poor because they can go to another state. and they oh, have money. Yeah. But you got to yeah. raise the next generation of dead soldiers. Yeah, somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> Filthy job, right? Now, I promise that's it. I know we've stayed on it for a while. But if you're not fired up about that, I don't know what to tell you. If you're an American, if you're not, if you're uh, overseas, help us out. Save me. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> help me love you a long time. Help me get into your country. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Pretty soon, we're going to have to refugee to somewhere. Oh. 
Uh, and you can't go to Canada because it ain't as good. It's it's just as bad up there because like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They try to act like us. I don't know what's going on. Just, and I have a little bit of taste. <laughs> fuck the Canadians. Hey, we should just go with your family down to Mexico. No, 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 no. Maybe no, no. somebody's in the cartel. We can hook up with too much. Too much beans down there. Just saying. I'm thinking we go Western Europe. Western Europe. What? What? Northwestern Europe. I say like Norway, Sweden, Sweden. Ooh. Switzerland. Ooh, I'd be a fucking. Switzerland's catch. always <laughs> neutral. Yeah, you got to pick a side sometimes, though. They're the libertarians of Europe. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, ooh, Holland. Smoke weed. And All drugs, actually. And prostitution's legal for you. I think Holland's the pick. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, I do kind of want to get strung out and fucking just... Drugs in the red light district. <laughs> I think we're in. I think Holland's the place. So if you know anybody in Holland that's looking for three roommates, <laughs> let us know. Uh, with that being said, though, uh, let's let's move on with the show. Uh, get off the things, but seriously, get out there. Rock the vote. Uh, we will definitely be, as it gets closer to election time, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to put out on listener things where you can go to register to vote. Get out there and fucking make the chance. And this is the, this is the cry, like Diesel said. Uh, listen, if we give you the power to do it, fucking get it done. I don't think anybody wants excuses anymore. No more excuses. There's no reason why gay rights isn't a law passed by Congress. There's no reason why gay marriage isn't a law passed by Congress. There's no reason that abortion wasn't protected by law by Congress. There's no reason. If it, and if you go through the polls, that's what Americans want. Mm-hmm. I'm not pulling these numbers out of my ass. All those things Americans agree on in the majority. Yeah. So why are not our elected officials making that shit happen is the real fucking question. I, and it's because they're corrupt. But. Yeah. Well, it's also funny. We like there hasn't been a lot of uh, abortion like uh, protests like at the abortion clinics lately around here. No. Like, I mean, there was one that was growing up. Like you'd see you know, mm. out there. The, the right wing people. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. now like, they, like it's like died out completely. Well, you know here. what? Abortion numbers are down. Yeah. Well, Other than medical needs, abortions yeah. down, and and the only reason that the the only reason things are considered abortion is like if somebody miscarries and the baby wasn't it doesn't wash out on its own, you have to take the same basically abortion pill that you would to flush it because if not, you'll go septic and die. Yeah. You're really killing women if you don't allow them to do that. Yeah. And that's not because the baby's already dead. The baby's already gone. <laughs> like like if your 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 thing is life, well then you're just killing a mother. So you're not pro life. You're fucking you're 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 scumbag. Well, yeah, but she had sex outside of the bounds of marriage. And well, some of them have, are married. Yeah. That's the weird part. They're not discerning between married and oh, not yeah. married. They're that, not that, discerning that, between that any of them. Contraception, that. if you're married, you can't have it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's oh, yeah. the law. They want to make, like, yeah. you can't, Which you, is fine. Which is fine. If they would have still allowed blowjobs and anal. <laughs> yeah, but well, no, we're attacking that, and that's where I fucking get mad. <laughs> <laughs> you could take you could take his condoms because he doesn't wear them anyways. <laughs> but you better not take his blowjobs and anal fuckers. Oh. Diesel's gonna get Diesel's gonna run for office. I'm gonna just say it. Diesel, 2024. <laughs> Make America fuck again. <laughs> God damn it! If the fucking country could get past my search history, I would fucking make a great, great president. <laughs> I just want a fancy title. So, like, Secretary of State. <laughs> Comptroller. I, 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 I don't know what they do. I don't think anybody knows what a Comptroller does, but I think you get paid handsomely. Ah, actually, I got my perfect. If you do run, <laughs> I will support you fully. But I think you need to make me the DA. Ooh. The Attorney General. Ooh. Now, mind you, to be Attorney General, it's a misnomer. You do not have to have a law degree. No. I don't have one. But I think I can get some laws changed in the DOJ 
by just being like, we're not persecuting that shit, no. And what a flex that is. You will refer to me as Attorney General. (laughs) (laughs) Attorney General, doctor at law. (laughs) You can can refer to me as doctor. You're not a doctor, sir. I make the fucking rules around here. (laughs) I'm sure some university will give me an honorary doctorate. We'll be okay. Uh, What is it, Brown? They got that one back from Cosby, so... Oh, yeah. They can have that one back out. Yeah, that to me. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'd be like drug charges. Yeah, we're not trying those anymore, guys. Sorry, <laughs> we're good. Mm, maybe some. If you're a, if you listen to Fish, Grateful Dead, you're just an all around hippie. <laughs> I'm still arresting you. Oh Jesus! See, that's not my stance. That's just Diesel. So blame him. All right, let's dive in. How, how about we have some fun? Let's dive in. Before we go any further, if you would uh, like to send us any hate, this is a good time to figure out where to find us out at. Uh, we're on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share the page. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Twitter, at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Hashtag 3FN Pod when we're talking about the show. Uh, if you really want to send us death threats and stuff, uh, Diesel, what's that email address for him? 3 Fat Nerds Pod at gmail.com. And come uh, at me, bitches. Listen, uh, death threats, uh, depending upon what state you live in, there's laws about what we are and aren't allowed to do. Just throwing it out there. Uh, also, if you want to find out more about the show, 8122productions.com is the place to go. Find out, check out all the uh, stuff we have there. There's a link to the Tee Public store. Uh, go buy some swag, support the show. Also, if you'd like to support the show for as little as $1 a month, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Get a ton of extra bonus content, including the content that you hear here early uh and also tons of extra stuff for as little as a dollar a month to help support us and keep us in here uh also uh twitch.tv slash 607 podcast make sure you follow us that especially for wrestling fan every monday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time myself and ken m from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast are live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast with 607 tws talking all things pro wrestling and of course, you can find that in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts. It's uh, by searching 607TWS. You can also watch the replay if you're not joining live. But hey, you want to join the chat, you know you want to. Uh, also, uh, check out the bands who support us and all their music. We have a link for them in our uh, on our website. We're going to give a special shout out to Shout at the Robots. I know they're uh, happy with our uh, our, our pro, uh, pro oh, choice yeah. of views because they also hold those ones. So thank you guys for being awesome and out there fighting the good fight also for making awesome fucking music so check them out and uh, help them out also friends of the show like the ODPH and Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th at the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon New York join uh, guests Richard Mouser CJ Graham and David Howard Thornton amongst other celebrity guests and vendors for one low price one day $15 a whole weekend $20 can't beat that price Sci-Fi Horror Fest and then of course uh check out our link to our local sponsors who help us bring the show to you commercial free every week of course we'll give a shout out real quick right now dragon master games for all of your magic the gathering gaming need visit them on the world wide web dragonmastergames.com and rex to rods auto detailing diesel how do you get a hold of them call 607-644-3389 there you go shout outs to them for helping us bring it to you commercial free and also they will never abandon us for our views <laughs> just throwing it out there so if you think you're gonna put pressure on them <laughs> by the way, they don't like you right wing fucks either. Well, <laughs> and, I'm on fire, by the way. And if you are going to be an outlaw and still have sodomy sex, Rex to Roz will clean up your back seat. <laughs> <laughs> they do a great job, by the way. They do a great job. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. This week, there wasn't a ton of nerd news that we were going to talk about. So we're not going to do nerd news this week. Instead, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. And I, I don't have a sounder for it. 
I, so I'm going to have to get one for when we do it in the future. But we're going to do some talking nerd here. Talk nerdy to me. Because I want, yeah, we're going to do some talk nerdy. You know, I thought about doing the uh, that, that poison song. Yeah. And just and doing the instrumental and just talk over it. Talk nerdy to me. I'm going to have to do that for the future. We might have to get Shout to do that for us. Just do a little 15-second clip of uh, talk nerdy to me for well, us. Now that, well, we could always do the, uh, the use the one that you use for uh, karaoke. Yep. Because that's copyright-free. And then just do the vocals. Yeah. We can do that. So and that could be in the works, so you guys know. But anyways, we haven't done that in a while. Talking Nerd was usually we picked a subject to talk about. And there's a subject that I've been seeing fly around the internet lately. Uh, different podcasts that I know and are friends with. Shout out to them. Uh, they have done have tackled this in a way or other. But mostly articles. Vanity Fair did an article. I know the Deadline had an article in the past week. Variety had it a couple articles. And it's about our favorite thing. Fatigue. Fatigue. And they're accusing Disney in particular because of Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars of creating superhero and Star Wars fatigue. And of course, DC, of course, is joined in there as well since, you know, they're making movies as well. But my question Aren't is... they really? Well, they, they are. Whether they're, whether they're successful or not is a whole other ballgame. We got Sony there. And it's Mormon time, baby. Oh, <laughs> Sony's also making movies. Allegedly. <laughs> they're not good, but they're making them. Uh, with that being said, uh, before we jump into the meat and potatoes and kind of get into things, I just want to tip the temp of the room. Uh, do you, straight up, do you think that there is fatigue in superhero movies, Star Wars and stuff like that? Because we're going to add Star Wars into it, obviously. So superhero movies and Star Wars, sci-fi, stuff like that. Do you think there's fatigue? Ron? No. <laughs> like, yeah, I grew up in the 80s when barely, you barely got anything like this, so I'm absorbing it all. I don't care. Take it all. Take yeah. it all. Diesel, just, just a basic word table with different issues, but do you think? Yes or no? Uh, I will say I do think there are people that do have fatigue of these movies, but these are not the target demographic of people that are going to see these movies and watch these shows and absorb all this content, so fuck them. <laughs> uh, Martin Scorsese would be one of them. <laughs> And I would love to say James Cameron, but he's also putting out basically a sci-fi superhero flick in Avatar soon. Uh, he likes to not think that it's that, but it is. Yeah. Um, I would throw this out there. I don't think that... Okay, so I'm going to kind of pitch off of you, and then we're going to go into some topics uh, about it. I'm going to say that for the fan base, no. Yeah. But yes, for other people. But here's the bottom line. You follow the money. Yeah. Like The first thing I want to point out about fatigue is show me the money. Isn't that a famous line from Jerry Maguire? Remember? Show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money! And there is there anything, with the exception, by the way, of Top Gun Maverick, which does not fit into either of those categories. I mean, we, you, no, I we have drawn correlation, but I think yeah. on the surface, it's more yeah, of an I'm, action film. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of that, is there anything making more money than superhero Slash sci-fi movies, even shitty superhero movies like Morbius made money in the theater. Eternals, Eternals made a ton of money in the theaters. Fucking Venom, Let There Be Carnage made yeah. money in the theaters. It's okay, I still haven't rewatched that one. To be fair, it was better than its Morbin time. It was better than the Eternals. I agreed, but <laughs> but the end of that movie really pissed me off. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I don't think there was any more Venom in my life, <laughs> pun intended, than at the end of the movie. Uh, but but I'm just saying. If people were really fatigued, don't you think that the money would start to die down? Diesel, your thoughts? Yeah, if, if, if fatigue was an overwhelming factor of this and like a lot of the fan base was getting tired of all this content, you know, because we all know more content, better, the, the box office would drop. 
the viewership on Disney Plus would drop. The viewership on Netflix would drop on these shows. Umbrella Academy, the number one show on Netflix right now. Well, up there right there with Stranger Things. People are watching it, so people aren't tired. Nobody's forcing you to watch it, and people are choosing and giving their money up willingly to yeah. watch it. And Stranger Things, I would consider that yeah, and this is yeah, superhero sci-fi. Because yeah. Yeah. that's kind of what it is. I mean, there's a little horror tinge to it as well. Yep. The boys making fucking record numbers over. <laughs> on, I still have yet to watch last week. So. Right, right. But I'm just saying it's making record numbers. Fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi made record Dude, numbers for Star so Wars. The so shows good. on it. Uh, we, we just found out that... Uh, uh, the low key was making it made enough that they're season two and even a season three green lit. I'm, I'm just saying, like, Disney isn't just making these because they're not making them money. Yeah, uh, Ron, how do you feel about the money situation and the well, alleged fatigue? You no, know, it's 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 like anything you always had, you know, grow, going through the 80s and movies in the 80s and 90s, like, you always had your, your stretches of stuff. Like, you'd have your stretch of action movies that you, you would go and see and watch. Then you'd have your stretch of dramas. Like, when, when something would f- show a little fatigue, they would just switch what it was. Like horror movies, same thing. Like, you would get that stretch of, like, three months of nothing but good horror movies. And then, and then the next 12 horror movies that came out were shit because people were like, ah, and they're just trying to yeah, jump in my, out of the way. In my lifetime, you go through the 80s. You yeah. have, you know, like, your your teen coming-of-age yeah. John Hughes yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. You have your classic horror movies. Into the early '90s, which was kind of like a desolate wasteland, but yep. you had a lot of like good sci-fi coming out. Yeah. At the I was time. gonna say in the early '90s, it was big on comedies. Yeah. You got a lot yeah. of yeah. like really weird comedies. Yeah, but yeah. they weren't like massive hits until like the late '90s when you had like American Pie, and then yeah. I would those. argue there was some that were hits because Wayne's World came out in the yeah. early '90s, and that made that made some noise. I think what the people from SNL were doing yes. in the '90s was making noise because yeah. that was the birth of Adam Sandler and the birth Chris of like, Farley. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Farley. Uh, you know, so yeah. and David Spade, yeah. but you know, continue. Sorry. But yeah, so like through my entire lifetime, like I've been able to watch the trends and stuff comes out in between as well. Yeah, but, but you can see an overwhelming trend, and right now we're in a large trend of superheroes. It's yeah. like the fucking New England Patriots. Yeah, we're in a <laughs> dynasty's period. Yeah, we're in a <laughs> dynasty of fucking of, of nerdum. Yes. we're in a dynasty of nerdum, and I'm here for it. You have a hundred years of material that's finally being put on the screen the right way. Like everything else was just. Crap. Let's be honest. Let's call it how it was. Like, and I watched it all. I watched the seventies fucking Spider Man. It was horrible. I watch. You know, we love sixty six Batman, but was it really honestly good? No, but that was the only Batman we thought we were going to get ever, <laughs> ever. All right. So, you just brought up a good point. There's a hundred years worth of stories. Take superhero movies and Star Wars out of the equation. Every movie that we see is just a retelling of another story. Yeah. It, it boils yeah. down to that. Yeah. It flat out boils mm-hmm. down to that. Oh, I say that all the time. Uh, the movie we just watched this week that you can hear our review on, uh, The Black Phone. The, the bonus episode, yes. The bonus episode. Essentially, it boils down to the Mickey Mouse uh, cartoon that's on now. This is a tool that'll help me later. Yeah. Everything like yeah. everything can be boiled down to just a basic story. It borrowed, it borrowed elements from a lot of predecessors to come yeah. up with this yeah. an original package, which I'll give it credit for. Uh, but, but yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. every Everything is... So we have something that was unique at its own time. And yes, it did derive from other stories yeah. and all that. But dude, it's... Every movie is like that. There, yeah. there rarely is a unique idea for movies. And usually when the a actual unique movie comes out, it's vilified. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They're, they're not making money. I mean, even bad franchises are making money. We love to make fun of the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. But they're still making hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> at making Fast and Furious movies. Uh, there was still, like, right now, if you look, there's still, like, 80% of people on Google users who love Jurassic World Dominion, even though we thought it was the shits. And once again, if you love that movie, that's fine. I don't care. My whole point of the matter is people follow the trends of franchises. And all superhero movies 
and Star Wars and sci-fi because we're going to say we're lumping them together because yeah. of the big IPs. All they're doing is giving you more of that. Now, mind you, for years we didn't get it, and that's the argument from some, and I will give that credence. For the fact that it's, what, about 15 years now of dominance from fucking Marvel, pretty much. We're almost in the 15-year mark. Yeah. And, uh, like, so I get it. That's once again we were talking about the New England Patriots. It's if to, for the sports fans out there, the New England Patriots spent two decades pretty much on fucking yeah. top. Right now, Marvel spent two decades on top. The thing is, they're still telling compelling stories. Now, is there signs? Could I and I mean me and you both said this, Diesel, and I think Ron would agree. Is there signs that there is some kind of shady stuff going on, like cracks? Yes, because that's when you get into making movies that nobody gives a shit about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and we we have that. But the problem is, is we're still getting really good ones too. Because forever, for every time you got the Eternals, which it, whether you liked it or not, we just didn't. You got something like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. where it was a gamble, but it paid off. You got Ant Man, where it was a gamble, yeah. but it paid off. I don't call Iron Man a gamble. No. I don't call Thor a gamble. I don't call Captain America a gamble. I don't call the Avengers a gamble. You know why? They're not really a fucking get or Spider Man movies. They're not a gamble. Why? Because they're known characters. On the other side, Batman, Superman. Now, yeah. mind you, they could be bad movies. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying they're not as much of a gamble because they're such known quantities yeah. that people, no matter when, are going to go see them. Because remember. There was a shit ton of bad Batman movies in the late 90s, early 2000s. (laughs) Bat nipples. Bat nipples, ladies and gentlemen. The bat credit card. The bat card. Joel Schumacher will tell you to go fuck yourself. Schumacher (laughs) gets real mad when you question his Batman movies. You know, we had a couple good ones done by Tim Burton, which once again, me and Tim Burton aren't always on the same page. (laughs) However, I give him the movies he made amazingly. I'll give them. And and let's be honest, Batman and Batman Returns were good good movies. They were good movies. And then we got the Schumacher films. And not so much, my guy. Uh, And once again, if you like those movies, that's fine. When I was a kid, I liked them. When I went back to watch them later on, I'm like, oh shit, these are atrocious. But it goes back to Batman 66 as a child. And even now, because nostalgia purposes, I still love it. Oh yeah. It's it's wonky and it's it's zany. It's not what we're used to seeing now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Nolan changed the game. He did. But once again, that my point is is that yes, on one aspect they are making their because they're making so much money, they're able to gamble on things. And it's good and bad. We have to take the good with the bad. And that's why I don't think there's a fatigue. I think it's just you need to pay with your dollar. If you don't like something, there's no harm in saying you don't like it. There's no harm in not going to see it just because you're not sure of it. Or wait until somebody, you know, tells you about it to go see it. I great example. I didn't think the first Suicide Squad movie was horrible. I didn't think it was I horrible. was one of those people who didn't think it was horrible. But was it as good as The Suicide, the, the Suicide Squad? No. no. But once again, if you didn't go back to that well, we don't get a superior film done by James Gunn. Yeah. And you, then you don't get a superior series done by James Gunn. Exactly. And and once again, that's that's when we're getting good content like that, <laughs> sometimes you have to take the bad with the good. It's just like Star Wars. I could argue with the exception of the canonical films, <laughs> uh, the saga films, the actual numbered ones, since Disney has owned Star Wars, they have hit a lot of home runs. Oh, yeah. Because I think we could all agree Rogue One was yes, phenomenal. Fantastic. Yes. We can all agree. I mean, in this room, at least, we agree that Solo was a great yep. film. Oh, amazing. I know there's some people who don't like it, but I thought I was a, it was so, a Star Wars, it was a it was Star so Wars movie for Star Wars fans. Yeah. I understand why the common person didn't like it. We can all say that, let's be honest, the shows, The Mandalorian, Fucking insane. Yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fucking insane. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Andor. 
I'm looking yeah. forward to Ahsoka. I'm looking forward to Ahsoka. Ahsoka's the one. I'm just saying, yeah. we're looking forward to these yeah. as fans. And if you're not fans of Star Wars, that is fucking fine. But there's a reason why they're being made because they're knocking home runs out for the fans and it's making yeah. them hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. with Marvel. Do I like the Eternals? No. If there's a second Eternals movie, will I watch it? Eh, probably not. Well, probably. <laughs> probably for the show, let's be honest. Uh, we put ourselves through a lot of torture for you <laughs> listeners. I just want to throw that out there. But am I excited that in uh, literally less than two weeks, we get to see Thor, Love and Thunder? Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking pumped for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, am I excited that in November we get to see Wakanda Forever? Oh, yeah. I don't, we don't even really know what direction that movie's going to yep. be in. There's no trailers, which is fine. There's no, there's you know, it, it, with Chad, Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately, RIP, no longer with us. We don't know the direction of Black Panther, but we know we're going to get that movie. And I know how good the first Black Panther was, and I know that Ryan Coogler's back. Yep. So I'm assuming this is going to be another great movie. Once again, that's that's what we're getting excited about. So I don't think there's fatigue when we're excited. And it's not just us. There's a lot of people out there that are excited about these films. Are there people that are, are fatigued by them? Absolutely. But then don't watch them. Yeah, and the thing is, too, it's, it's more so an attack on Disney because it's the movie and TV hipsters that are just like, Disney's the biggest corporation out there for this. They're, they must be the bad guys. They're constantly saying that the movies and the TV shows are formulaic, which is true in a way and not true in a way. Disney has taken some huge gambles oh, on yeah. their TV shows. Yes. WandaVision. I didn't like it, but it was a gamble shooting it the way they shot it. And I understand why people didn't like it, but it, it sets up the pace. Yeah. Like, it, it's just something that sets I, up I did. Everything. I did like it. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, I like it, too. it But once again, this showing that there's people who don't like certain things, but like other things, and that's fine. Loki took a gamble on, yeah, on the story it. itself. Like, that was a gamble, but it paid off huge. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Huge gamble with the content of that. Oh, yeah, especially where they went at the end. Yes. Yeah. And now, now they're writing it all. Uh, Moon Knight, huge gamble. Uh, right now, Ms. Marvel. The way she all coming up, huge gamble. Yeah. The way they are shooting Ms. Marvel is unique. They are taking huge risk in all that's their shows. So good. And they are... And if you don't like it, that's cool. But they are doing the same formula for this. The, every, every franchise within their spectrum is different. Each one has its own tone and its own atmosphere going towards it. But I would also argue, everybody says the films are the same, and I would argue they're, they're not. not. Because Thor, has, finally, thankfully, yeah. after, the second, the, after the second one flopped, let's be honest, <laughs> the second one was bad. But after that, it's gone to a, a little yeah. more of a comedic route. Yep. But still serious. It's still about the god. Well, they, you know, the god of thunder. It's about, you know, Asgard. Yeah. But it's, it's still funny. There's humor, but yeah. there's action. Yeah. And then you have the Guardians. Similar. Very, I'll give that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, very similar to the, the temperament of Thor, but a more slapstick, especially because you have Drax. Yeah. Yep. And you have, you know, you, you have, you know, Quill, who's always wrong. Yeah. And always then you have, wrong. Then you have Rocket, who's just an asshole, which is amazing. Yeah. That's why he's my favorite character. Well, then we go to the Captain America movies. And, like, once you hit Winter Soldier, the second one, like, it went straight espionage. Like, it's also a more serious movie. Yep. Yes, they put jokes in every one. Don't, don't get me wrong. Every mo movie, because you have to take it off. But let's be honest. The Captain America movies are a lot more serious tone. Winter, Winter Soldier's amazing yep. just as a dramatic film, a dramatic action film. Uh, you, the, you know, then you got Ant-Man, which is a family, it's a family, family movie. Oh, yeah. Family movie. Like, each franchise within the 
Marvel Cinematic Universe has its own feel to it. Like some are similar, but they all have their own unique feel to it. We don't like Eternals, but it has its own feel right. to it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I think that everybody kind of flee. Yeah. Of course, when you go to the other side, because I don't want to just be Marvel fan, and I understand Marvel makes the most of the money. But when you go to the other side, look at what the the risk that they've taken with Batman. Look at the risk that they took with Superman. And, and say what you will about where yeah, they went with it. Eventually, with you yeah. know Justice League and stuff, but. To give have the balls to give us a dark Superman, yeah. like Man what? of Steel is one of my favorite movies. It's, it's it's grown on me a lot it's, since the beginning, since I first watched it. I'm it's not gonna lie. super good. They gave they Batman humanized versus, him in a way that hasn't been done since Small. I've yeah. even come around to to like, like Batman versus, versus Superman. Like that's still my one of my favorite. There's still movies. some things that I fucking hate. I know. Hate I, know about I know. I know. I will never get over Martha. Why'd you say Martha? But. But to be fair, to, that's 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 bad script writing. But to be fair, the movie itself though gives you a different view on things. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm just saying, and, and when you go, you know, we got the Blue Beetle coming up. Is that going to be good? I don't know. But you know what? I would rather I hope for him. I, it is ready for this. But I would rather see it. And if it fails, if it falls on its face like Morbius did, or if it falls on its face like like the Venom franchise kind of has, or you know, even if it falls on its face. And maybe they get rid of it after. At least they try because there's a there's a chance. There's a little movie that I know myself and Ron were a little more excited for. And Diesel shat on for a year. <laughs> and it was called Shazam! Uh, I had to get it in. We haven't done that in a while. And and guess what? When we went to see it, it was super fucking entertaining. And, really and, and it fell into the family mode like Ant-Man. Yep. yep. And am I super stoked for Black Adam? No, because I'm more stoked to see another Shazam film because <laughs> yeah. I ended up loving Shazam. Yeah, I'm with but, it. But once again, I'll give everything a shot. And, well, and, and, and the, the reason why we're willing to go, and there's no fatigue, because even when I come out of a bad movie, even when I came out of Eternals, or even when I came out of Morbius, and yes, you guys can go back through the records, you know I thought they were bad, but even when I came out of it, I was still excited to see the next one, because... I was still excited to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. I was, I'm still excited to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm still excited to see Thor Love and Thunder. And guess what? Those movies didn't disappoint. Well, the one we haven't seen yet. But right, the other two didn't disappoint. No I don't think I'm going to be disappointed by Thor as well. Because, listen, Taika Waititi back oh, in the yeah. fucking director's chair. The, fa- the fact that they yeah. corrected that we got Korg. Because originally Korg was in... Uh, Dark World, but they never named him. Okay, yeah, it's the big rock monster that he fights at the beginning. Yep. That was supposed to be Cork, and they never, but they never said his name, so they're like, okay, just a random rock monster. <laughs> and, and I'm happy that we have him. But yeah. once again, like I said, I, with all this being said, I'm excited for that, and that's why there's no fatigue for me as a nerd. And I'm sure other people at home, some of you might feel fatigued, but I'm sure a lot of you don't feel fatigued because there's so much to be excited for. And the, and the thing with Disney, especially with streaming. If if you are getting fatigued, you can always just be like, "I'll watch it later." Yeah. I'm still, or I still not watch it at all. Yeah. You got you okay? Just just in comics alone, I'm just just quick numbers. You got basically a hundred years of material that were coming out weekly. Some titles were coming out twice, twice a month. Some title, some you know. Then, then there was the main Spider-Man at one time was had, coming uh, up fucking weekly, weekly, yeah. but had like four different yep. titles going. Like you had the Web of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Well, you had Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man at one time coming out three times a month, yeah, like, alone. Yeah. And then you had Spectacular Spider-Man yeah. coming out, and then fucking Web of uh, Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, uh, fucking uh, uh, Mary Jane and, and Peter, yeah, and and the, fucking and Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, and then, like, then all the Ultimate Spider-Man was out that time. But like you had all like we're used to consuming all this like we've been doing it for years because it was all we were getting now we're just finally being able to see it on the big screen so i understand we're i understand for people that weren't fans but we're, we're starting to see everything like moon knight 
did I think Disney was ever going to a-, a put Moon Knight on Disney Plus and end it the way they ended it? Are you kidding me? Oh. Like they, they, it and it was done great. Like, well, yeah, so there's flops in there, but you can't judge. The, I don't think that's fatigue. And at the end of the day, I think to put a, the stamp on it here to, before we switch over and I give you a round for you guys to give a conclusion as well. But I just don't think I think the people would like the demise so soon of it when you don't realize how many people in this country are of the geek slash nerd family. And we are just still excited to see what we see on the, on the big screen. And the fact that it keeps making all the fucking monies in the world. Yeah. I don't think that's going to stop. Your conclusion, Diesel. Dude, they hate us because they hate us. The people that are bitching are the ones that are just pissed off that these movies are coming out and like the stuff that they want to see isn't. Or if they they want to see a different take on it. And it's like, no, no, you're the minority on this one. Let us enjoy what we're getting. By the way, whenever somebody gives them something different, they don't go see it. Because I've yeah. seen plenty of great movies. Like, we went to see Last Night in Soho, and yeah. it didn't make a shit ton of money. It should have made more. Every, everywhere, anywhere, all at once, sir. Yeah. That 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 yeah, movie oh, that movie's a phenomenal movie. But you, you know how many it? people? Yeah, but you know how many people didn't see that movie? That's dude, one of my favorite dude, movies dude. of the year. It's like like all spoilers aside, the most emotional part of that freaking movie is the rocks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, like, let's, let's, no, yeah. spoilers. Uh, but you should see the movie. But it didn't make a ton of money in the theater because yeah. people didn't go see it, even though everybody who saw it was like, "This movie's fucking fantastic." <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, everybody. Jamie Lee Curtis and Hot Dog Fingers. Yeah. A few years ago when Parasite won, people were pissed off that a Korean movie won Best Picture. Phenomenal. But it's a great movie, and fucking go see it. Like, Yeah, go, if you want something different, go fucking support it. And the problem is this. Nobody does. And then yeah. they complain about nothing being new. I go support. We go support a ton of different things, but I'm just saying, like, go see. And we. Uh, that's why on this show we try to showcase those things. Like, we've done reviews for things that some people haven't. But I, I, I just uh, want to, in conclusion, Ron, what do you got? It's definitely, I understand where people think it is fatigue, but because it's just so much material coming out and it's always seems to be back to back, 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 back. But this is what we did. This is what we consumed. It's like Star Wars books. Like back then there was a Star Wars book like every three months, like a brand new book. And it was all canon at one point in time. They rearranged it all, whatever, fine, no matter. But they're working on it. Like, so while while they're making it, consume it because there might be a time that they go, okay, it's not making any money. Then, then you're out. Well, they canceled a lot of movies after Solo allegedly flopped, even though it made a half a billion dollars. But yeah. whatever. With that being said, though, I'm going to say it. For us nerds, we do not think there's any fatigue. If you think there's fatigue, that's fine. Let us know. But it's time to exit out of this talking nerd segment because I know you guys are all excited for. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's time for the three fat, ah, three fat nerds movie club time. Well, the box office time. This is this is time for Diesel's movie triple stuff. Come on, <laughs> it's your fucking segment. You're better. You're botching shit. <laughs> we have fatigue settling in. The fatigue of the show after two hundred, uh, almost two hundred twenty episodes has finally set in. Uh, coming at number five this week. Uh, really disappointing. Uh, they expected much higher, but Lightyear was $17.7 million. I'm surprised that they didn't yeah. make more. Dinosaurs. Good point. Good point. Uh, number four, The Black Phone was $23.4 million. Nice. Big money for nice. a thriller nice. slash horror film, so good good on them. Uh, number three, Jurassic World Dominion with 26.4. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs. And for the first time, I think, in these 200-some episodes, we actually have a tie for first. Yeah, I heard yeah. about this. 
Uh, we'll, we'll go with number two, Top Gun Maverick Six. with $30.5 million. And also with $30.5 million, Elvis. Which we'll yep. be talking about in the second half of the show for the 3FN Movie Club review. All right. And then upcoming, which is uh, up for controversy because different websites, different things. But coming up this week, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll probably go see it with the kids, but I'm not reviewing it. <laughs> and what looked really horrible to me, and I'm like the weird guy when it comes to movies, Mr. Malcolm's List. Yeah. I, 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 I saw like a quick trailer or part of the trailer. I'm like, eh. I saw the trailer a couple times this weekend, and I just went, this is just not for me. I, I, but then again, I'm not the person they're going after. It looks like a love story. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely going after uh, after people who are uh, subtle to love stories. But no hate on it. Uh, if it's good, hopefully people enjoy story. it. But I, I'm just not a love story kind of guy. I still have never seen The Notebook, and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm, just, I'm with you. And then next week, the big one, Thor Love and Thunder. That's Thunder, right. Thunder. We cannot wait for that. And, of course, that'll be uh, on the docket for a review, obviously. Well, that's going to bring us to this week's top three. Diesel, what is this week's top three? Your top three favorite murder-based thriller movies. Murder-based thriller movies. So another way of saying that is also murder whodunits, fun stuff like that. All right. So, man, this is this is a rough one. But you know what? I got. I, I think I have my top three. It took me a minute, though. My number one took me no time. So I'm going to tell you how this is working. It might be all three of ours number no, one. I, 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 I know from, Okay, so it's me and Diesel. So me and Diesel yeah. aren't going to give our number one until Diesel because we have the same one. We yeah. know this because we both yeah. looked at each other during the Patreon thing and went, no. eh. No, I, no, I, I agree with you guys, but I got I got another one. So anyways, uh, my, my, my hardest one was the third one because the third one was like, I was like, what can I pick for number three? Because there's so many great ones out there. I thought about being funny and picking Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> but I'm not going to. Uh, you know, I, I was like, the clever pick would actually be Scream, because technically in a lot of ways, that is a murder-based thriller um, because of the whodunit and mystery to it, but I'm not going to pick that one either. Um, actually, the movie I want to pick is uh, one that uh, I know Diesel has seen, at least, Copycat, starring, oh, yeah. starring oh. Sigourney Weaver. I, I actually, well, I've never seen that one. Have you never seen I Copycat? Never, no. You should see okay. Copycat. I've ne- uh, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. So basically, in a synopsis, because I'm yeah. not going to give you guys the full uh, like any spoilers, because you have to see it, because it is it is in the in, there's a mystery behind it. So there was a serial killer. That serial killer uh, is locked away and goes to death row, and then all of a sudden, murders, copycat murders, start happening around uh, the person who exposed the said killer, yeah. and it, it's a who done it. It's very good, nice. very well good together. Sigourney Weaver fucking kills it. This was in between. This is post Aliens. And, and uh, post post uh, yeah it was, yeah it, it's it, it was in a weird spot for Sigourney Weaver where she had already done her franchise work yep. with Aliens I mean I think Alien uh, Resurrection hadn't come out yet but a lot of people like to forget that happened and uh, also um, it was post Ghostbusters one and two so she was out of her franchise work by then and it was really really good I would say it's up there uh, I have a two way tie for my second place one uh, because I want to give shout outs to this. Uh, my uh, my second one is Insomnia. Oh yeah. Oh okay. And Insomnia is phenomenal. If you've never seen yeah, that, it's good. Cool. starring Robin Williams and Al Pacino. Uh, Robin Williams. This is when Robin Williams did a couple of real serious thrillers. It was this in One Hour Photo. Yeah, One Hour Photo. And uh, One Hour Photo is more of a straight horror film, kind of in a lot. It's a thriller. It's not quite horror, but it's not in this category. But Insomnia is. And the other one is is the movie that we saw last year that I really loved a lot and that was uh, Last Night in Soho. Yes. Yeah, which is a very good movie in well. murder. So yeah, so there you go. Uh, when you And yeah. then my number one I'm going to leave alone until Diesel goes and we can talk about that in direct. Ryan, what's your top three? Uh, number three is Clue. 
Oh, like, good movie. That's because they do they that's so, they shot it so well. And the fact that they had alternate endings that you can get on the DVDs, which is, you know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. They, they even showed it in the VHS tape. They're like, okay, or this happened, or this happened. It's fine. Uh, number two is Last Night in Soho. It was that good of a movie. Freaking loved it. I need to rewatch it again. Uh, my number one, I'm going with Knives Out. Oh, Knives Out. Because I was the prick in that theater that said, oh, shit, out loud from, you know, not to give anything away, but <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. If you've never seen it, the yeah, part, but, the, the revealing part, you're like, oh. Yeah. And I and I was the asshole in the theater that said it out loud. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will be admit that. All right, Diesel, it's time for your top three. Okay, I'm going back, and this is one of my white whales. I need to be able to find where I can watch this again. But it's a movie from the mid-90s starring Alicia Silverstone, True Crime. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Where the killer winds up like befriending the victim and yes. making them go essentially buy what he's going to murder them with at a gas station. That movie fucked with me. It was <laughs> really sure. good, though. I'm sure. Uh, number two, um, I, for whatever reason, I know this one gets a lot of flack as not being a good movie, but I love it, and it's got Lawrence Fishburne in it. Just Cause. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah very yeah. good. I like that movie, actually. And then number one. Which is also my number one. <laughs> and that would be the legendary Seven. Seven, uh, oh. seven is phenomenal. Uh, I, I, I made an argument when we were talking on Patreon that it's possibly more of a horror movie than most of these kind of movies, especially the scene where... Uh, we think somebody's been dead from dehydration, and um, then he breathes. Yeah, there, there is a very good jump scare in that one. The sloth murder, or not quite a murder yet, is fucking hilariously scary. Uh, ironically enough, today, before you even said this was going to be a list, I saw a meme, and it was the what's in the box, mm-hmm. and then underneath, it was a picture of Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg from Dick in the Box video. <laughs> nice. yeah, so it's just a dick in the box. But in this case, it's not just a dick in the box. Of course, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, it's a head in the box. Well, you don't technically see it. Well, yeah, but we know what it is, damn it. Funny story, the first time I watched Seven, at home, got the day off, making myself a ginormous breakfast. Start the movie as I'm start finishing up cooking. I sit down, and the, of course, the first one's got to be goddamn gluttony. Gluttony, and I'm Ooh. just like, hmm, nope. Eat my omelet, eat my bacon, eat my toast. I'm just like, well, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. uh, another shout out uh, on the on the disturbing side. One too of uh, honorable mention for me was would be Girl Interrupted. Oh yeah, that movie is fucking insanely. Back and forth. And, of course, you could also do the old single white female. Yeah, and shout out to the, one of the OGs for this uh, whole vein, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so many great ones out there. Uh, let us know your top three. Hit us up on the social medias. But we are now going to take a break. When we come back from that break, we are going to go to the 3FN Movie Club review. And, of course, this week we are reviewing the brand new movie. Elvis. What's up, nerds? Tyler Mack here from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Now, you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds, Rich, Ron, and Diesel, our Nerd Council Brothers. After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you Cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating and a review, and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. If you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place. 
Looking for trouble? Just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green eyed man. I would also say that I'm evil. <laughs> in a lot of ways, I think I have that in me. But welcome back to the show. It is now time for the 3FN Movie Club Review for the Week. And of course, we are going to be reviewing the latest movie from uh, Baz Lorman. Of course, that is Elvis. And uh, as always, we're going to stick to the normal formula on the show. We are going to start off by giving you all uh, the spoiler-free stuff, including uh, we're going to uh, give you the snaps of the film, who's in the film, all the budgetary stuff. Then we're going to give you our spoiler-free thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle for recommendation. We'll drop the spoiler alert after that, and then we will talk about the movie with full-on spoilers. So... Are you ready? Let's do it then. Uh, here's a synopsis. According to Google, from his rise to fame to his unprecedented superstardom, rock and roll icon Elvis Presley maintains a complicated relationship with his en en enigmatic sorry, uh, manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Over the course of 20 years, central to Presley's journey and happiness is one of the most influential people in his life, Priscilla. And, of course, uh, we all went out to see it on Thursday. I hope uh, if you guys have gone to see it, that would be awesome. If you haven't, maybe we can uh, let you know. So, first of all, it came out, of course, originally on May 25th, 2022 at the Cannes Film Festival. It was then released on June 23rd in Australia and June 24th everywhere else. Uh, it's distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. It is produced by Baz Mark Films and the Jackal Group. Uh, the story was by Baz Lorman and Jeremy Donner. The screenplay was by Baz Lorman, Sam Bramell, Craig Pierce, and Jeremy Donner. And it was directed by Baz Lorman. Uh, of course, uh, I think most famously uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin, yeah, yeah, that was probably the biggest one. Uh, cinematography by uh, Mandy Walker. It was edited by Matt Villa and Jonathan Redman. Uh, music was by Elliot Wheeler. Uh, this uh, movie had a budget of $85 million. Do you know what its worldwide box office is? We knew what its domestic was. Uh, I would say week one, 75. Yeah, no, 86. Unfortunately, it's only $51.2 uh, million. Hopefully more people go to see it after. Of course, this movie stars Austin Butler as Elvis Presley, Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, uh, Olivia Dijon as Priscilla Presley, uh, Dak Cray Montgomery as Steve Bender, uh, Ma uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is in the movie. Cody Smith McPhee is in the movie. Uh, Luke Bracey's in the movie. Uh, look at his face. He's like, he's like, all these people are in the movie? Yes. Alton Mason is in the movie. Is one of our favorites. Little Richard. Who was uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal? In this? Not credited as anybody. Okay. Okay. So she. Uh, by the, I think she's in the background. She's in the okay. background. There's uh, another one that I'll get to later. Uh, Luke Bracey is in the movie. Natasha Bassett is in the movie. Jesus. Gary Clark Jr. Uh, in the movie, Calvin Harrison Jr. playing BB King is in the movie. Like this movie had a ton of people in it. Uh, speaking of uh, which, there was a lot of people in the background. I don't know if you caught it or not, but there is a scene in the movie where you can see Doctor Stephen Brule himself. Okay, <laughs> is in the movie. Nice. He's and he's forefront in the movie. Yep. But it's just a quick scene, scene yep. there. So uh, if you guys got the reference, you guys know the Easter egg to look for. Uh, but I did catch it. On both times that I watched nice. it, the first time I was like, is that fucking 
no. <laughs> and then the second time I saw it, I was like, yep. Nice. <laughs> By the way, that's the second time he's done that because he also made the appearance in uh, the the one movie we went to see. Fucking uh, what do you call it? Uh, the PTA movie. Um, why am I drawing a fucking blank oh, here, Diesel? PTA movie. Uh, fucking uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, oh, uh, I did. Oh, Licorice Pizza. Oh, you didn't go see oh, that. Oh, Licorice Pizza. Sorry, I was lost. Sorry. I was, uh, yeah. Now, look at I'm, yeah. I'm making bad radio now. Bad radio. <laughs> no, no, that's my fault because I completely forgot that he was part that's of the Licorice okay. Pizza. You're fine. That's okay. I'm just picking. All right. So here we are. We are at the part where we're going to give our spoiler-free recommendation. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, and why? We'll start with Ron. Thumbs up, some thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle, and why? No, if if you're an Elvis fan, definitely go see this movie. If you're not an Elvis fan, you just want and you're you're a history buff, see this movie. It's pretty spot on. You know, it's it's worth a watch. Just 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 a story that's finally told. Diesel, two thumbs way way up. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I did notice a thing when we went to the movies on Saturday. There was a lot of elderly people going to see the movies, which you don't see that much anymore. But it was cool to see. Definitely, if you love Elvis's music, check this out because the music and score of this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. I definitely highly recommend this. Uh, when I went on Sunday, there was also a lot of elderly people yeah. in our showing. So, I mean, it's 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 a hit. It's a hit amongst the, especially people who remember Elvis Presley. And I don't think that the, anybody was disappointed. The cinematography is beautiful in this movie. The, the, the music is great. The acting is very good. Uh, it tells a great story. So, I mean, I can't give it a, a, a better recommendation than to actually go see it for yourself. Uh, I would say some people that have the, the hate that the movie has gotten is based upon people who have not read up on anything or just believe everything that was was said in the past. The movie does confront a lot of uh, the controversial stuff, including you know the allegations of him stealing music from the black community, which you find out that he was actually part of that community yeah. Yeah. and actually really good friends with BB King. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did find sources. Uh, including Rolling Stone and, and Vanity and Variety from years past where there was interviews with B.B. King and Little Richard and and yeah. Big Mama Thornton uh, talking very wonderfully about yeah. Elvis Presley and uh, about him being an inspiration. And uh, yes, they had the music, but as B.B. King famously said in an interview, music doesn't belong to anyone. It belongs to the universe. Yeah. Uh, that's it's such a BB King fucking line, by the way. Uh, so, with that being said, if you have like some of those, I understand. We're not saying you shouldn't have those. Just confronting it out front. But they do actually go and tackle that. We'll talk a little bit more in our spoiler-free version uh, here in a second when we play the spoiler alert. Because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to actually go see the movie. But it's definitely a worthwhile watch. You learn a lot. And there was things that I already knew. Once again, I'm not the biggest Elvis fan. I don't think any of us are really gigantic Elvis fans. We know Elvis. It was played around us because I'm, I'm sure a lot of us, our parents and grandparents played it. However, I was never like a gigantic Elvis guy, but this movie was really, really good and high recommendations from me. Well, on that note, we are going to play the spoiler alert. So that means if you are interested in seeing the movie and still haven't seen it, this is time for you to stop the podcast right now pause it come back to it later and see if you agree or disagree with our assessment if you have seen Elvis or you don't give a shit or if you're on the fence and you don't care if it's spoiled because once again it's probably is a biopic so there's not a lot to really spoil but if you don't care this is your time to stay in but here's the warning for spoilers coming up All right, all right, all right. We're talking spoilers. Um, <laughs> let's just jump right out there with the good, because obviously we always do the good first. Anyways, uh, I'm just going to say it. 
at first, and we, we, we talked about this, this, I think the second time seeing this movie, I liked it more. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the things that threw me off in the beginning of when we first watched it on Thursday, I already knew, so I, it, I didn't have to get used to it. Yeah. Uh, there was a, and it, this became a positive. There was a lot of smash cuts. There was a lot of, for lack of a better term, montages in the movie mm. to cover ground so they didn't have to waste time on things that were less, I'm not, I don't want to say less important, but more known, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know how to say it. So we were, you kept the movie pace really well. Yeah, like a perfect example is once they go cover his Hollywood career, they treat it as like a, a trailer in the movie yeah. of his career because the acting career wasn't a big part of this movie, so they just busted through it really quick. Yeah. Uh, basically, this movie was the story of Elvis, and of course, with telling the story of Elvis, you tell the story of Colonel Tom Parker. And from a lot of people thought that this was going to be a movie that was told through the, the voice and the eyes and the ears of Colonel Tom Parker, and it is, because it's narrated by Tom Hanks, who plays Colonel Tom Parker. However, you learn real fast that he is the asshole of the film. Yes. Yeah. And he's dishonest, and the things that you hear him say when he's narrating don't match what you see on the screen and I thought that was brilliant I thought Baz Luhrmann by the way Baz Luhrmann does a great job of showing like the set pieces were gorgeous his his different effects that he used I thought were beautiful dude the way that you have young Elvis as a kid the whole thing is shot very like devoid of color yeah. yeah, it's very browns and very devoid of color. And then when you know he becomes older and becomes this flashy performer, that's when you get all the like yep. glitz and glamour visually. Uh, I, I thought that the soundtrack was great too. They added a little bit of hip hop flair. Yep. Uh, I found out after the fact that Jack White did a lot of yes. the, the music. Yep. So there's there's songs where you'll hear this like louder guitar sound than what Elvis would use. That's all Jack White and Jack yep. White backing up Elvis's vocals, yep. Yep. which is fucking amazing. Uh, the hip hop stuff in the movie, I really did dig. The first uh, time it happened, I was like, mm. but then I was like, no, this actually really works. You're mixing in hip hop with Hound Dog. You mixed in some hip hop within the ghetto at the end. Yeah. You mixed in, hip, you know, uh, of course, in the end credits, you have an Eminem song, which is in, in, Eminem and CeeLo Green, yeah. but very interesting to, you know, yeah. because he is basically the rap Elvis, yeah. as he's been called for many years. Yeah. Uh, it was It was a really, really good take. Uh, before we dive into like the particulars of the movie, anything else that you guys liked about it visually, uh, musically, shot wise? Yeah, um, like like you said, like going to see it the second time, you expected what was going to take place in the first fifteen minutes. Which, when I watched it on the first watch, I was like, I don't know if I like this. But then all of a sudden, you're just like, no, this is well done. They took a huge risk in how they filmed this, and I think it paid off tremendously. Yeah. I agreed. No, it's, it's definitely uh, visually is it's amazing. Like even if you weren't expecting what they were doing, it did flow. Like you you went, you, you had that second. You're like, oh, they're doing it this way. Okay, and then you just loved it through the whole thing. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the another thing I liked the way that they. I thought that they were going to do this Mickey Mouse style. By that I mean they were going to shy away from every controversy. They were going to not really speak on things, and they didn't. First of all. They address the steel. Well, they they touched on them, Diesel. We'll get to those ones in a second. But let's start off with the one that they they introduce us first: the theft of black music. Yep. Yes. They portray in this movie, and I went back and I looked. There's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of articles that show where they got this from. They were very good on their fact checking for this movie. Yeah. Once again, I can't guarantee what was said between characters was said because we weren't there. 
However, and you know, there's there's going to be artistic liberties. However, there is a lot of stuff talking about friendships. Little Richard talking about friendships. Little Richard, the only negative thing Little Richard ever said about Elvis was he, he wouldn't call him the king of rock and roll. He said he's no more the king than Chuck Berry is the king, and he's not the king either. And he went down a list. He didn't think anybody was the king of rock and roll because it's music, baby. But he was always saying how nice he was, and he was. If it wasn't for him, his career would have never taken off. Yeah. And 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 of course, BB King, who was a close friend always said that you know elvis was there he was you know he's a white man on beale street when segregation was happening in tennessee and that was where he found his musical influence that's where he when he was famous they show him go back to beale street yeah. and that's what the fbi is coming after him for is because he's there like well we need him to be more proper and that means he can't be hanging out with the negroes yeah he, he's a too much of a uh I don't want to say inspiration, but too much of an influence on our white youth. Yes, and then he's in. And, and meanwhile, they see him because he's at the Negro Day yeah. at the fair, and he's down on Beale Street at the Negro clubs, and that's and they, that's they drive this home. But that's who Elvis was, yeah. and that's why he explains he can't sing without dancing, because when you go and especially one of the better scenes in the movie is is the little richard scene when he's doing tutti frutti and you learn oh that's how everybody was and he's sitting there and he's singing with big mama thornton and he's singing with all these great you know it's it's it was his inspirations and to think what they don't touch on in the movie but is what is true when you look into it is all of us ever wanted to do is record gospel music for his mother and then when he went in to the studio to sun records they were like oh he's the great white hype He's the guy that we can have sing. He has got a great gospel voice because he grew up in black churches, yeah. and he can he we can use his voice because he sounds like a black man, but he's a white man to get over our records. Yep. So it was never about him. He always was about the music and giving back, and that's what you learn from the interviews in real life that you can look up from BB King. But Baz Luhrmann does a good job of showing that, and BB King gives him his most important advice of the movies over and over again in the beginning, like be yourself. You know, we played Trouble to open up the thing, but when he comes on stage for that, he, they want him to be the new Elvis. No moving and stuff. Yeah. But right before that, they have the scene where B.B. King makes fun of him by saying, oh, they're not going to throw you in jail. You're a rich white boy. You make too many people too much money. They might throw my black ass in jail for walking across the street, but too many people make money off of you. There's no way they're throwing him in jail. And they didn't. They sent him to the military. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they did a good job of reaching that controversy. Other controversies they do touch on, uh, but they don't go too far. They do mention that Priscilla was a teenager. They don't say how. She say that they don't say she was 14. But to be fair to the people who all call them a pedophile, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just pointing out the fact, well, at least he married her, and that was his only instance of somebody underage. It's not Jerry Lee Lewis over here. Okay? I'm just throwing it out there. All right? Well, that was, that was one of my favorite parts outside of the realm of the movie, watching movies, like when that scene happened, me and you both... Because your wife was in between us, we were like, "Oh, she's 14. <laughs> was like, "What?" <laughs> like they're not they're not going in, in depth on that one, but yeah, she no, was but 14. they still they still said she was yeah. teenager. So I mean, it's not like they shied away yeah. from it; they just kept it to move on yeah. the story. The same way they do with the drugs; they don't shy away from the drugs, but the drugs at the time. And you have to remember, much like later on, Prince and Michael Jackson, Elvis's thing is that I didn't he didn't do illegal drugs; he did prescription drugs, and a doctor was giving it to them by the hand of colonel tom parker but he became re, he, he became uh reliant on those drugs and that's exactly why he didn't think because he does have that moment where priscilla's throwing the pills at him and he's like well the the, the prescription they're from a doctor the doctor gave them yeah. to me and so his justification is that they're prescription pills he's not taking them necessarily to be high 
even though it makes him feel or go to sleep or stay awake. He's taking them because he's being told that this is what he should be doing. So, like, you can see where, like, and that's true. He wasn't a, a drug guy. He was a fucking pill guy, a prescription guy. And later on, we would see, unfortunately, two other legends and Prince of Michael Jackson lose their lives similar ways. So kind of very much the Elvis style. What, the way they touched on that, too, was one of the best depictions of the tragedy that was his life because he was taken advantage of way too much and he was way too trusting. And yeah. the colonel did not have his best interest in heart. Dr. Nick did not have his best no. interest in heart. They just saw him, you got to get on stage. You, you were no yeah. more than a a Russian bear that has your na- your feet nailed to a bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You were... Yep. You were just there to make money. Yep. I mean, we get that great scene where they have to dip his head in the water, and Tom Parker just goes, the only important thing is that that young man gets on that stage tonight. Yep. And his father, and, and the lady next to him is like, this this was my son. I'd send him to the hospital. Yep. And his father just goes, Dr. Nick, do whatever you got to do. So they drug him up and get him on stage. And you're just like, you, at one point you feel bad, like this man is not in control of anything that's yeah. happened no. in his life. And Tom Parker has taken advantage of him because, and, and it's really like, they didn't touch on the Sun Records people taking advantage of him, which in real life they did. Yeah. Then Tom Parker takes advantage of him. Then all of his entourage takes advantage of him because they live off of him. And that's why he doesn't have money. And then, you know, at the end, the one person that doesn't take advantage of him ever is Priscilla. Yep. That's the one person yeah. that was there and then finally has to leave. And you're just like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool that they touched on the controversy. Any other likes in the movies that you guys really enjoyed? I, I mean, I'm going to talk about the end in a minute because yeah. I think we all... Uh, cannot state this enough. The acting in this movie was phenomenal. Austin Butler, I have no idea who he was before this. We looked this up. Like he apparently was huge on like the Nickelodeon shows. This kid is an outstanding actor. Yeah. The my favorite scenes of this movie were the Elvis in defiance moments. You know, on stage, like the way he portrayed that defiance was amazing. Yes. What he lacked in looking like Elvis, he sounded like yeah. Elvis. Like yeah. like uncannily sounded, and even when he's singing. And I will. I would like to say before you move on. I think that uh, the Academy Awards should offer him an award coming yep. up. I think he should definitely win. Without yeah. a doubt, he he should be nominated for Best Actor. I'm not saying he should win it, but he oh, should yeah, definitely have the whole year yet. But yeah, yeah, I would say definitely, definitely nominated. nominated. Yeah. And on the same vein, Best Supporting Actor, Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Tom Hanks played this phenomenally. And you're used to loving Tom Hanks in pretty much yeah. every movie you see him in. You don't you in this one. Despicable. <laughs> and played it so perfectly. Like... Tom Hanks was amazing in this. Oh, he's definitely yeah. hateable, which is weird for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. I would also throw in there Olivia Dijon plays yes. an amazing Priscilla. Yes. Uh, I don't know if she was in it enough to be Best Supporting Actress, but if she was, yeah. I would definitely throw her in. She, she was phenomenal. I thought she did, uh, no matter what era she was yeah. playing Priscilla in, she was perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, the young actress that played B.B. King and especially oh. Little Richard, they Calvin were Calvin Harrison. Great. Yeah. And, uh, and Alston Mason. Yeah, they were. Both of them were superb. Uh, yes. Like, overall, the acting was great. Like, the score was phenomenal. Like, I cannot praise this movie enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I, I didn't know the whole history of Elvis. I'm not going to lie. I didn't yeah. really dive into it. So, like, this is my first take of hearing, like, Tom Parker there. Like, how much of yeah. a conniving son of a bitch he really was. And I was surprised He's because... They, yeah. they touched on it, but like when you hear you're going to have an Elvis movie, you, I expect to see a lot more of the Memphis Mafia. Yeah. They touched on it, but they re- yeah. it really wasn't a major arc of this movie. It no. wasn't about that. It was about their relationship yeah. and the tragedy that was Elvis's life. Yeah, 
Like it's it's it is so good though. Yeah. Like like uh, I know my dad's probably gonna want to see it. I don't know if he's seen it yet, so I'll probably have to go and rewatch it with him. But yeah. like it's it's one of those things. Like even if you're just a remote, even if you're just a fan of Elvis's music and you don't know the history, like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I never yeah. dove into the history, so I didn't know, you know, how how much I just heard, you know, what they've said. So listen, listening to this and watching this as it went through, I went, damn, yeah. like and it, it's a lot. Like and it, it is a three hour movie, but it it paces well. Yeah. Very good pacing. And uh, to end out the positives on my end, I think we're all gonna say this: the end of this film. Oh yeah. So, I like Diesel, especially the first time. You get to a point where there's this really poignant scene where Priscilla's at, you know, you're, you're hearing the rumors of him being in A Star is Born. And uh, also they make the comments about the only thing that's growing is his waistline. And he should be able to play a washed up rock star since that's who he is. And, like, these are the radio things you hear. But he's taking his daughter and they're exchanging back to, to Priscilla. And they do a very good job of shooting him from the side, so he's not very fat at this point, but he's wearing tracksuits, and uh, she gets in the car, and they have this moment where he, she wants him to go to, to a rehab because she cares about him. And Oh, it's a, it, the second time I watched this is where the, tear, the tearing up. I didn't cry, but I did get water, water, water eyes. I did, not, I did not cry, though, I promise. At this point, I'm walling up, but I'm holding it back. <laughs> I'm holding it back. So she, she, you know, well, the part that really gets me is when he looks over the car and he goes, I will always love you. For oh. Me, oh, that was that that one hit hard. But for me, like, because one of the major like um, big songs in this movie is the uh, protest song "If I Can Dream," and at one point he says, "I don't have any dreams anymore." Yeah, and it's just like, car, yeah. Oh. So then he gets on the plane, and then you have like a audio version of the real Elvis that's uh, doing an interview talking about a bird that uh, doesn't land, doesn't have legs to land, so it flies and it flies, and even when it sleeps, it's flying, but when it lands, it dies. And while the plane is in the air flying off, it comes up of his death. You know, it's, you know, you hear the Elvis Presley has died, you know, in 1977. Of course, it's a couple years before when they're talking yeah. about this. And so then you go back and you, you have a little bit of like some newspaper writings and stuff. But then you go back and it's Colonel Tom Parker, of course, saying, you know, you know, you know everybody thought, you know, uh, the doctors would tell you it's his heart. Some people would say it's the drugs. Some people even say it's me. He was like, but I'll tell you what killed him. It was you, the fans. His love for you is what killed him. And they go, he's like, I saw him perform. It was a few days before. It was for the last time. It was like seven days. It was like a week or less before he died. He said, the last time I saw him perform. And they show. Now, mind you, they did it up. Austin Butler looking as fat Elvis wasn't as good, by the way. But they tried to grain it up and stuff. And he sits, you know, he has a hard time sitting down. And there's somebody holding a microphone. He's behind the piano. And he starts singing uh, Unchained Melody. And as he's singing, the cool, this is where the emotion starts. Because as he's singing, all of a sudden it transfers over to the real Elvis from that night. Yeah. And it's Elvis. And then they start playing like the back when he was a kid, like the actor and stuff. And then it transforms into the real Elvis as a kid. And the real Elvis as a teenager. And the real Elvis as he's singing. And you're just like, holy shit. And they, and as they go through all of this, and he's singing and stuff. Finally, you know, you come to the end of the movie, and it's him finishing the song. And of course, it puts on the screen, you know, Elvis, Aaron Presley, nineteen thirty-five, whatever, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, because he's forty-two. And like, then it comes to the post, which this is one of the few movies where nobody moved. There's no post credits. Yeah, yeah. But the post, the first part of the credits is talking. And in the meantime of him singing, you see the death of uh, Tom Parker. Yep. Like in the background. Yeah. 
And when it goes to that, it gives you like Tom Parker, you know, shortly after Elvis's death, Tom Parker was sued for the, his wrongful taking in of money from Elvis and the family won. Uh, then Tom, it says Tom Parker spent the rest of his life wandering fortune. Vegas, for, squandering his fortune and wandering Vegas and spending it on slot machines. Yep. And then he died in 1997 in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. And then it goes to Elvis because also in that car, we forgot to mention, Elvis says to Priscilla, you know, I've done all this and I'm, I never made that great movie. I don't think that they'll ever remember me. And it goes, uh, he's the greatest solo selling artist of all time. And that people around the world have been inspired by his music to this day. And you're just like, that's fucking yeah. impressive. And they're playing a version of The Ghetto. And The Ghetto. And, of course, it's got a real cool hip-hop portion of it towards the back end. I thought it was fucking amazing. And they give all the people's names. And then it kicks into uh, a brighter thing. And you get the uh, Eminem song. So, like, the, the actual, the, the, there's no post-credit scene. But the stuff is so beautiful. I thought that that was one of the best parts. Of the yeah, game. during the intersplicing of Unchained Melody with the real footage, that's where I absolutely lost. Oh. I was like, I didn't uh, cry. I teared oh, up quite a bit. Though. I welled up. See, I mean, I, oh. I would admit it if I did. Oh. Although the second time I saw it, I welled up earlier because I well, yeah. the first time I didn't well up with the Priscilla scene, but I welled up. I started earlier, but the fucked up part is my allergies. So the fucking in my left eye only, the tears burned my fucking like like it wasn't like it didn't make me. I'm not saying because it made me tear up more. It didn't. It just burned. It was like ah, oh, like ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Like it was like <laughs> it's like so my left eye was burning in the theater because it welled up. But yeah, yeah. oh geez, nice. that ending was beautiful. Yeah, it, it the ending was really well done and like. Before, like, I've always been an Elvis fan, and I especially like like the Gospels type of Elvis. Like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Hound Dog and yeah. all that. But, you know, the way it ended with In the Ghetto and Unchained Melody, which is one of my favorites. Like, I have actually seen the the clip that they interspliced in a long time ago. Oh, yeah. so that's one of my favorite things Elvis has ever done. Yeah. Um, just a huge fan of it. Well, we did all the positives. There's got to be some negatives, right? Uh, I don't have a lot. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say a negative is I could have stayed for longer. I understand that it was already almost three hours, but they could have... The way that movie was paced, they could have easily added another half hour, 45 minutes and told a little more story out, and I would have been fine with it. And I've yeah. seen it twice. Not even even more story, just full length of the songs that they play. Oh, my God. Dude, this, the music is great. Uh, honestly, that... I. I, I can't even say that I wanted to see anything more. Like, I thought the stories were perfect. I thought literally the, 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 the scene of him, like, making his special and Bender doing uh, him and, like, being in together and, you know, it was it's beautiful. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to go with Diesel. Did you have any negatives? I don't know. Uh, my only negatives are just a personal choice ones. Like, there was a couple songs that Elvis was big on that didn't get played in it, and it kind of I was like, oh, I was really hoping to hear Kentucky Rain and... Um, a long black limousine. Right. And it was like, all right, it's not in there, but whatever. Cool. Um, again, and it's not a negative per se, but the way it was filmed, it took a little while to get used to, but I am so glad that they did it because I, I think it, they took a risk and I think it paid off. Ron, any negatives? See, I'm, I'm in the other way. Like, it paced nice, but like three hours was just enough for me. <laughs> like, 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 but that's just me. And like we said, when I said I walked out when you guys were saying that you teared up and all that stuff, I'm like, damn, I'm a heartless bastard because I didn't even get a tinkling. Well, there's other people in tear up, I'm sure. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just like, damn. I'm getting old. In my old age, I'm getting sappy. I'm just Oh, I cry over a lot of this. I'm becoming Kevin Smith. It's all good. But like, overall, there's not really that many bad things in this. Like, the acting is phenomenal. Like, let's like just oh. go with that. Just just to see 
this movie just for the acting on its own. Dude. And then, then the story of Elvis's bonus. Dude, the costume design was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And granted, it wasn't as long as a like Bohemian Rhapsody with a Live Aid concert, where it was pretty much shot for shot. The Austin Butler part of Unchained Melody was pretty much shot for shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was it mor- By the way, and the way they morph it isn't like some weird, like, face morphing thing. It's natural. They go to the crowd, which was the original shot anyways. Like, when they were yeah. showing the crowd from it, it was the real shot of the crowd. Yeah. They go to the crowd, and when they come back, you're just assuming it's going to be Austin Butler, and it's not. Like, that was the... that I think that was, like, the most beautiful part. It's just, like... They go to the crowd a few times, coming off of Austin yeah. Butler as Elvis, and then... They go to the crowd one time, and then all of a sudden, when it comes back, you realize, oh shit, that's not Austin Butler anymore. That's Elvis. And throughout the movie, they were very careful of not really showing the real Elvis. So I thought that that was nice that they waited until the end. They waited for that moment to be like, and here's Elvis. Uh, before we go, uh, give the play the game, and then of course give our scores. I will say this: we found out. Uh, we did have some family members and friends, our older friends, who actually did see Elvis in Binghamton. Yes. He performed at the Broome County Memorial, uh, Veteran Memorial Arena in 1977, three yeah. months before, before his it. passing. So I have now decided that Colonel Tom Parker was wrong. It was not the, his love for the fans. It was not the drugs. It was not a heart attack. It was Binghamton that killed <laughs> Elvis because we kill everybody else. So. Yeah. We can take it from Elvis, too. So we apologize <laughs> for the shithole once yes. we come. Again, going with the conspiracy theory. It wasn't the real Elvis that we killed. <laughs> we had our local Elvis, and they just swapped. <laughs> By the way, when he came to town, I saw the article, because uh, uh, my, my buddy that I work with, Chris, sent the article. The article said that he had 80 entourage members yeah. when he came to Binghamton. 80! Yeah, I believe it. And you're just like, why, when you're watching the movie, you're like, and you wonder why he was yeah. going to keep payroll. Well, he, plus, he also liked you like gadgets and stuff. Oh, yeah. He had, like, yeah. the first microwave. Oh, yeah. He, yo, yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying, he also, yeah. like, 80 fucking entourage members. Jesus. All right. So, you know what time it is. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> After playing Hot Potato for a few weeks, Diesel has been on top for the last couple weeks. Yep. Can Ron finally unseat him in the game? No. We will find out soon. It's simple. The game is played very easily. It's like Price is Right rules. Closest without going over until the tiebreaker question. And that means that could be worth two points. That can be worth, worth one point. Seven, and it, 17 and points. And by the way, it's also closest to the damn number because we must have a winner. Uh, with that being said, there was only three options this time. Because uh, I only have three scores. So tiebreaker's coming early, gentlemen. So here it is around the internet. What did they give Elvis? And because you're the challenger, Ron, you get to go first. IMDB. Out of ten. What did they give Elvis? 7.9's coming to head. So, 7.9. Diesel. I'm going higher. I'm going 8.5. And... Ron gets the point. Actually, right on the money. 7. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did not nice. cheat. No, I did not cheat. <laughs> okay, Diesel, you're up next. IMDb... Or not IMDb, sorry. Rotten Tomatoes, out of 100%. This is the critic score on I, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, out of 100%. What did they give Elvis? 88. Ron... I'll go 80 just to hedge bets. 80, 88, and it could be. Oh, you were so close. 79%. Oh, oh, wow. Now it comes to the big boys for the tiebreaker for two points for the win. No matter who it is, Ron, you get to go first. You're the challenger. Google users out of 100%, what did they give Elvis? 85. 
Diesel. 91. Well, give me a little. Yeah, I'm giving you some wiggle room. Give him a little some wiggle give room. Give you a little of that pelvis wiggle. Well, no matter what. And your winner. And still yeah. champion uh, Diesel. <laughs> 93%. Ooh, all right. Nice. Google users. Uh, also, it's to be noted that's right around the same as the Rotten Tomato score for users. Because uh, the Rotten Tomato score for uh, not critic score, the, the fan score, 94%. Okay. So. Actually, it's in line for once with the real score. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, we are now going to give our scores. Of course, I will give my critic score at the end, but we are going to give our nerd score. Now, the nerd score is, is a little different. Uh, it's, it's based on entertainment. It's, it's based on a few things. The criteria is such. I mean, I kind of explained this last week. It is based on, obviously, our critic score. Mixed with an entertainment score, how entertained we were. So, that means if it was a bad movie, it could still be good because sometimes bad movies are good. As far as the nerd score. And of course, it's also based on our opinion and our suggestions to you. So this score is, a lot of it is like what we think, that, how much we're going to put our stamp on it. You know, that's why the, 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 they're named the way they're named, because it's what you should do from our opinion, right? So, first of all, at the one spot, you got no. That means it's terrible. You should never see it. It's just no. Uh, number two is, uh, is it's you've been warned. That means it's not terrible, but it's also not good. So you probably shouldn't see it and waste your time. You've been warned. At the three slides, eh, it's good. That means it's a good movie. It's a, it's average or b above average. It's a good movie, but you don't necessarily need to go pay for it in the theater. You don't necessarily have to buy it on Blu-ray or anywhere else. Maybe wait until it comes out on Netflix or stuff. But if you want to see it or pay for it, that's fine. It is still worth watching. A four is just take my money. That means if it's in the theater, you should go to the theater to see it. That means if it's, uh, it's worth buying on Amazon, it's worth buying the Blu-ray. It's a great movie. You should definitely watch it. And if you spend money on it, you can feel safe spending that money. And of course, there's the five spot. That is the rarefied air. That is certified nerd. That is instant classics. Things that are certified nerd that we've rated on this show are simple. It's like Spider-Man No Way Home. The Batman. I'm, I'm only going with the, with the ones that were unanimous, by the way. Of course, in the past, things like Jurassic Park. Jaws is on that list. There's so many great classic movies. So you're getting put in rarefied air. Trust me. Uh, these are the instant classics. Of course, some, like last night in Soho, was just two of us, so we don't count it as a full sweep. Who knows where this will fall. So, we're going to start with Ron on the nerd scale. What do you give Elvis? It's a very entertaining movie. It's it's very, definitely worth the watch. I am. It is a solid four for me. Solid I, four. I can, can't push it above two to five. Ron says, just take my money. I should get sound effects for these in the future. That's why I'll add that to the notes. Uh, Diesel, All what right. are you giving it? All right. For me, this is a hands-down five. I will watch this movie more than yeah. once in the theater. I will probably buy the DVD or Blu-ray of it because this one is one that I think has a ton of rewatchability. That being said, like I'm not upset with Ron's answer at four, and even if he went down to a three, I would still be like, that's fine. But for me, my personal opinion, this is a hands-down five. Ladies and gentlemen... I'm going to say it. I've already seen this movie twice. Uh, my, wife, my wife, who does not stay awake during fucking hour and a half movies, stayed awake twice for this movie. Yes, she did. She loves it, and she praises it, as, as do I. And I'm that, for that, I'm going to agree with Diesel. I am rating this certified nerd. This is a five. This is one of the best biopics I've seen, and I've seen some really good ones. I put it in that category with Ray. I put it in that category of uh, Walk the Line. Like, the, the, the all-time classic biopics, the musical ones especially. Uh, Baz Luhrmann did a fucking amazing job. Like I said, he took some risks on how he shot this, yep. but it paid off. It made the movie smoother. 
Uh, I felt it was well paced. Uh, I, I could understand not wanting more than three hours, but even no. in three hours, you don't really feel no, like you don't it's three feel, hours. You I really don't feel it. I didn't look at my clock at all, and when it was over, I was like, wow. That's, and we knew going in, it's almost three hours long, and I was like, wow, that was that's over? Uh, it's just very well paced. Uh, I just This movie, I cannot sing its praises enough. With that being said, my critical score of this movie, and uh, I, I had this score after the first time, and after I saw it the second time, confirmed it. I'm giving this movie a 9 out of 10. Uh, it's just missing the toppest of tiers, because as we know, I won't give anything a 10. Uh, the highest you'll get is a 9.5. It's just outside of that. There's just like little preferences that I would have preferred, uh, etc. Nothing major to, to the detrimental, but a 9 out of 10 is phenomenal. Like I said, this is a certified nerd 9 out of 10 movie for me. Uh, I'm going to say, if you have any reservations, put them aside. See this movie. I don't even think... Listen, you might not have a certified nerd if you have no love for Elvis, but I think that you would still give it a three or a four yeah. just seeing oh, this yeah. movie. It's a brilliant movie. It does answer a lot of questions. If you don't believe me, go ahead, look it up. You can find the articles. They're out there. Yeah. I understand that there's a lot of people who look at them as a certain way, and that's fine if that's your opinion, but there's a lot of articles that say different, so I, I really, really think that you uh, do the diligence there. And this movie is really accurate. Like, I went out of that movie going, there's no way some of this is true. <laughs> and pretty much everything between myself, my, my friend Chris, his, his, his wife Sarah, and Diesel and my wife, and all of us have looked up stuff, and everything we thought was fucking bullshit was real. So I was like, holy shit, like, they did their homework, and it tells three years of shooting this film, by the way. And uh, Austin Butler did not talk to his family for three years because he stayed. He didn't want to lose the accent. He didn't want to lose the way of talking like Elvis. And if he was around his family, he's like, then I'm going to talk like myself. And he was like, once I locked in, it wasn't because he's a method actor either. Because he was like, he was like, I was still acting. I was answering to Austin and everything, but I was talking like Elvis. Because if I came out of that voice, I thought I would lose it forever. And he is such fucking spot on with the Elvis voice that kudos to him and his hard work. But... Yeah, this movie is amazing, and I, I can't. I, and even with Ron at a four, that's still yeah, amazing. Yeah. This is an amazing I, fucking film. See it, Ron? No, I like it, it is a solid film. I just just needed a little little extra for me to push it to a five. That's fine. Maybe it's the fact that I'm not a huge Elvis fan. I just like Elvis because of what he's done. We're and, not saying a yeah. four is a bad no 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 a bad movie great. anyways. Well, like four is a good great movie. movie. Yeah. Just go see this movie. Yeah. Like yes, definitely. And of course, if you listen to uh, the bonus episode, we also enjoyed. Uh, it didn't get as high of a rating, but uh, I don't want to spoil that. Listen to the bonus episode for the Black Phone. It still got very high for... Yeah, uh, I, I agree it, with what it, those it, guys it was, chose, it and it's the same number I would chose. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> listen to it and get our opinions on there, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody who yeah. hasn't seen that movie, because we're not doing it here. But I have an announcement next week. There is not a new movie we're going to see. But! What? But! What? But we are going to one of our patrons. What? We're going to one of our patrons for this upcoming week's movie. We raffled it because that's how we do. We put it in the raffle machine. It's completely, completely random. And uh, we pulled our good friend Charles. Charles. Charles from Wisconsin. Thank you, Charles, by the way. He's 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 an awesome patron. And... uh, in his honor, one of the movies he had sent out to us that got drawn for next week's. So next week's three out of ten movie club review will be Training Day. Damn right. So we're going to talk about the movie that netted Denzel Washington his first Best Actor Oscar. Also, uh, the following week, three FN Movie Club will be Thor: Love and Thunder. So those are the next two weeks. So we've got Training Day next week, and the following week we have Thor: Love and Thunder. I do want to make a show note here at the end. Next week. Because of the holiday, it's the 4th of July on Monday, we may not record on Monday. We might record Monday morning, 
or we're going to record Sunday, or we're going to yeah. record Tuesday. One of those days we'll record. Right. We have to see what everybody's plans are. Yeah, I got to see what's going on Sunday because you know what happened last year. Right, right. There might right. be something going on. Once again, once again, we all have to check on our personal lives because, unfortunately, the way our family and friends work, they don't necessarily let us know what's going on until last minute. So, regardless, the show will be next week. You just might get it a day later or a day early. That's the only difference we'll make to anybody because if we record on Sunday, that means the patrons will get it Sunday night. And that means everybody else will get it Monday afternoon because I will set it up to come out in the afternoon. And if we record on the normal day, you'll get it normal. And if we record on Tuesday, you'll just get it on Wednesday and the patrons will get it on Tuesday. No matter how you look at it. It's either going to be a day early, on time, or late. We just want to let you know that ahead of time. So you don't freak out. The three fat nerds will still be here, even on the 4th of July weekend. And of course, before we go any further, let's pay some bills around here, Diesel, shall we? Oh, you could say we've got to take care of business. Taking care of business. I wish he would have broken into taking care of business, but I don't think that song was out. No, it wasn't. Because uh, that would have been, how great would have been Elvis just ripped off taking care of business. Uh, he, he blatantly stole from the whites. Over, blatantly. Blatantly. Before it even came out, he just knew he stole the writing from somebody. Anyway, well, to be fair, Unchained Melody, Righteous Brothers. That, that is true. That is true. Uh, to, to be fair, Hound Dog was run by two Jewish brothers, too, by the yes. way, for when people call out there. So, yeah. Well. They deserve to be taken. Oh, hey, 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 Diesel. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Goddamn, two in one show. Anyways, <laughs> that being said, it's time for some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. Type three fat nerds into any podcast provider search bar and booyakasha. There we are. Of course, remember, for everything we talk about, it is the number three, not the word three. Of course, also while you're there on that podcast, provider make sure you smash that like or follow button so your show gets delivered to you automatically each and every week and if you've done all those things and you haven't yet dropped us a five-star rating you know what could you do that for us it's absolutely absolutely free for you means the world to us helps us with the algorithm helps us spread the show to more people we're also on facebook type in that search bar three fat nerds podcast there you're going to find our page you're going to like our page you're going to comment rate review help us spread the word of nerd of course also we are on twitter instagram and tiktok at three fat nerds pod remember whenever uh, on social media talking about the show use that hashtag three fn pod and hate 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 three fat nerds pod at gmail.com or if you want to send spoiler full stuff, because we, we would prefer you to send the spoiler stuff into the, the email instead of social media. Don't ruin it for somebody else. We appreciate that. Uh, of course, that gives me a double shot. Make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 6 podcast, especially if you're a wrestling fan, because every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M. from the ODPH podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. Of course, tune in. Join the chat. Of course, you can also watch that. Uh, if you can't watch it live, you can watch the replay on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast, or you can listen to it in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 TWS. Also, we do movie nights and everything else on uh, Twitch as well, so make sure you're uh, following us so when we do something on Twitch, you can be the first to know. Also, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Uh, you get the show early. So the Three Fighters podcast, you get it the day we record it, and it's uncut, unedited, uncooked. There's bonus stuff that we leave in, because we do a talking segment in the beginning that usually lasts 20 to 30 minutes. We also do a little, like, 
depending upon 10 to 20 minute talking segment in that break period if you're listening to us normal you hear that break and you hear some music or you hear one of our friends from another podcast there no you get an extra spot there and of course if we flub or fuck up in the show you get to hear that too because we don't take any of it out you get the raw raw as the kids would say uh, so you can serve us over Patreon. Also, you get two great shows. And starting in July, twice a month, we will be giving you 3FN After Dark. It's myself and Diesel and whoever else might stop in for an episode where we... Uh it's a comedy show, so we talk about issues that are funny, we talk about fucked up news, we talk about TikTok videos, all sorts of crazy shit, all that and more at 3FN After Dark, and of course, once a month you get We Love Movies, where we go back in time, and we watch movies that we used to love when we were younger. Did they age well? Do we still feel the same? We break them down just like we review them for the 3FN Movie Club, and we tell you at the end of the day, did it hold up or not? And we give you a nerd score and my critic score for each and every one of those. And we do that once a month as well over on Patreon just to say thank you. And look, think about it. You get all that for $1. We're not trying to break the bank. There's two uh, two levels, $1 and $3. Not trying to break the bank, but you help support everything we do here. And we appreciate you for it. Remember, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Yeah. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash 81 double deuce P-O-R. P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. You know, he wouldn't fuck up so much if he didn't do the extra HTTP <laughs> backslash backslash, which I don't even think is a thing anymore. I was waiting to hear Internet Explorer again. <laughs> <laughs> RIP, gone too soon. 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. Find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, 607TWS. Also find the links to the Twitch channel. Find the links to the Patreon channel. Also, you can find a link to the T Public store if you'd like to buy some swag and help support the show as well. That's also available. We have some new stuff coming out in the next couple weeks. Also, while you're there, you can check out friends of the show like the ODPH, where Ken M is from. Yeah, it sends you right over to their website. Also, our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest live there as well. You can find out all about Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming up on August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. Come join the fun. For all information, go to scifihorrorfest.com. Of course, also, you can find out about musical guests. I talked about it earlier. Shout out to Robots is listed there, but also our good friend, Second Suitor, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia. We support them, and you should support them as well. Check out their music on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Links are on the website as well. And last but certainly not least is our sponsors of the show, our local sponsors, who help us bring you this show each and every week, commercial-free. Let's, but we're going to give them a shout out here because they deserve it. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios are good friends at Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the store, make sure you like their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. I thought it was boring just as I found the books. The dialogue was so quiet that I missed a lot of it. Movies are usually so loud they knock you out. There was too much dialogue and not enough adventure. I was disappointed at the end when nothing happened. I expected the ring to be thrown into the chasm. I guess they are planning to make more movies. I won't be seeing them. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in again. Hopefully we're entertained. Hopefully our us being on the soapbox wasn't too annoying to you, but it needed to be said, and we have no regrets for that. No, it never will. With that being said, though, listen, if you live in the United States, I'm going to say this early, happy Independence Day. Reflect on a lot of the things that are going on and, and make that fucking change. Be that change. If there's things that you want changed, we can do that together. 
and let's all make sure that we do what we can to make that change and hold people responsible that we elect as our officials to get that change done. Uh, I know it sounds like a lot. We're just a little podcast that has a, a small following. But if all of us come together and all the small followings come together and all the big followings come together, we can make that change. So maybe we should see COPE in Independence Day. So if you live in the United States, happy Independence Day ahead of time because we will be coming to you right around Independence Day next week. With that being said, for everybody else and, and everybody out there, hopefully you were entertained and we will be back next week. Once again, we gave you the rundown. So it's either going to be a day early, same day or a day late, depending upon when we record because of the holiday. And with that... I wish you guys adieu, and I say take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. If you outlaw butt-fucking, only outlaws will be butt-fucking. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Top ropes, one, two.